For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Very much dominated this morning. Uh, the newspapers, red tops and broadsheets of the two deaths at Ironman in Yall yesterday. Um, two die in Ironman horror. Front page of the Sun today. Shock as pair lose their lives in the rough sea swim. We're talking about uh, the Canadian Ivan Chitenden, uh, a 64-year-old, and Brendan Wall in his 40s from County Meath. Both lost their lives in separate incidents during the same swim, the 1.9-kilometre swim section. The front page of the Star today says, Two die in Ironman tragedy. Shock at the men's deaths while swimming. Shock and sadness of the deaths of the two men as they were competing in an Ironman competition yesterday. Two dead in Ironman swim is the front of the mirror today. Organisers said they were deeply saddened to confirm the deaths of the two participants, a 46 and a 64-year-old. Front of the Echo today talks of the two men dying during the swim. Uh, it's a 70.3-kilometre event. It took place on in Yall and autopsies are due to be carried out today. Now, the guards confirmed, story from the Echo today, the guards confirmed yesterday that uh, one of the deceased was in his 60s, one was in his 40s. The event due to take place in Yall on Saturday was postponed because of Storm Betty and it was moved to yesterday instead. Now, the men were part of uh, several thousand participants who entered the water in Yall yesterday morning with the full Ironman race also taking place. So <coughs> you had the swim and then you had the um, the bike and then you had the run. So all three of them, I will be returning to that story in a, a few minutes' time. This morning's Independent talks about shock at the two competitors dying during the Ironman sea swim and Ralph Riga goes into it in quite some detail in this morning's uh, <coughs> Irish Independent. Also that very sad death of the young lad who died after the car and bike crash down Cargilline Way makes this morning's echo because the funeral happened over the weekend and they carried on their front and inside pages may you rest in peace the little lad Andre Ladero and that makes the echo today. One second, just one, give me one take. Oh, better now. You know, we talk about stabbings and issues, uh, not just here in Cork, but primarily in Dublin city centre. There's been another one where a man was repeatedly stabbed in Grafton Street. This is nine o'clock on a weekend morning in the capital's premier shopping street. Uh, it goes on and on, doesn't it? The issues regarding how unsafe Ireland has become and primarily how unsafe, I suppose, Dublin has become. But there's an interesting one in the mail. They say that more and more teenagers that are terrorising Dublin are out with the benefit of a juvenile diversion scheme. Um, And that's insane, isn't it? When you look at the amount of robberies and assaults and intimidation they've been involved in. In fact, one of the... um, To a tweet making this morning's online editions of the crime editor of the Irish Sun saying, you know the teenager who received bail on Tuesday after he was charged with the extremely violent robbery of the UK tourist... He's due to appear in court, charged in connection with an alleged robbery of two 15-year-olds last Thursday in Temple Bar. Now, <coughs> I can't say much about that, obviously, because it's before the courts, but these juvenile detention orders clearly don't seem to be working. Ryan Tuberty makes many of the newspapers today in quite some detail, um, because uh, they're also saying that they're not going to chase him now for the 150 grand payment that he said he was going to give back. I suppose, why should he give it back to him the way he was treated by them? Although 65% of the people... Uh, on our Twitter post said that Archie were right uh, to let Tuberty go. So the papers also say that he was above in Connemara with friends celebrating his imminent return to RTE. He loves that area of the country and he was having pints in Sweeney's Bar according to the Mail on Sunday and then he went for a walk in the beautiful Connemara scenery and then got the phone call 
one of the most dramatic phone calls that he'd ever get, I'd say. And this morning's independence says that uh, Kevin Backhurst now is also saying that he won't be dealing with Noel Kelly um, uh, when it comes to renewing or renegotiating the pay of any of the other RTE stars. Now, Noel Kelly is also the agent for Claire Byrne, Joe Duffy, Catherine Thomas, Duran Garrahy, and he says that uh, he'll be seeking pay cuts from all of them as well. And they're also erasing Tuberty now from everything and anything to do with RTE, which strikes me as absolutely nuts. I mean, it's all very well giving them the flick, right? But you, you can't really just say, OK, well, we're erasing all of this. This never happened. Say 20 years of radio or 10 or 15 years of the Late Late Show. It just doesn't make any sense, but they really and truly are going chapter and verse after the guy. And that story, that awful story of the nurse Lucy Letby continues to make the papers. There's an update to it, like she murdered seven infants. She's going to be sentenced today in the UK, but she won't go to court for the sentencing. She will get a whole life sentence, which means that she'll never leave jail. But they're now saying that there could have been other cases of babies that suffered at her hands. The UK Times this morning, they say that she could have attacked 30 more babies. And again, as usual, there were warnings and bosses were warned more than once. She's killing babies, she's killing babies, but yet it took them forever uh, to take her off the ward. And it took 12 months after taking her off the ward before police were ever even called in. You know, you talk of death and tragedy. Isn't that the saddest thing? The uh, Spanish World Cup hero, Olga Carmona, who scored the winning goal and Spain win the Women's World Cup, much to the chagrin of uh, England and the English team. But her dad passed away uh, just after she scored the winning goal. Um, she was informed of it at the end of the match. So from jubilation, of course, to absolute tragedy and sadness. It's a story making the mirror online this morning. Spain's winning goal scorer learns of his father's death just after they win the World Cup awfully sad. We really and truly are um, gone nuts for cocaine in this country. It's valued each year at about 94 million, the coke trade apparently and I think that's probably a a vast underestimation of what cocaine has made. It really is the drug of choice now for many people who like to dabble. Sun calls it cocaine nation and they trace it way, way back to the early players of those heavily involved in the importation of drugs into Ireland. A lot of different colliery stories making the papers today, which I will come back to throughout the course of the morning. But I just want to turn our attention to Iron Man and the tragedies of yesterday after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104 106 Red FM. And so to a story that uh, is making national news from yesterday down in Yall, the deaths of two athletes during the Ironman competition believed to be linked to underlying medical conditions that had no connection with the event, they're saying, or at least that's the first paragraph from Ralph Regal in The Independent today. Mind you, he does go on to say, one athlete had a medical emergency just as the swim event was starting at 7am yesterday. A second athlete was later discovered unresponsive along the swimming course route. One case is being investigated as a possible cardiac arrest, while the second is being examined as a possible drowning linked to a potential underlying medical condition. Now, who knows if the conditions of the sea and the waves and the currents down there had anything to play. We shall just have to wait and see. But certainly a tragedy, two tragedies yesterday. Um, and the seas were very rough right across the weekend, not just East Cork down around Yall, but 
down around um, the south coast and over along to the west coast as well. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the aftermath of Storm Betty. And many people saw the videos of the swimmers going into the water, and I certainly did too, and it looked very, very choppy, and I have to say it looked quite dangerous to me. Now, since this happened yesterday, one of the big questions that many people are asking, and believe me when I tell you, I am inundated with emails and texts from people talking about it this morning. Much of the texts and emails center around why the Iron Man wasn't stopped after the two deaths. Um, and I will come back to all of those. Everyone and anyone that we've reached out to in officialdom, anybody involved in the race from the Iron Man to the county council, uh, to the local y'all organizers, to those that were involved in the event, nobody is saying anything apart from sticking to the statements that were issued yesterday. So I'm not going to have any comment at all, it would seem, from those that were actually involved in the running of the event unfortunately. But uh, I was posting videos yesterday morning, getting involved in it and sharing the updates <clears throat> and I stopped dead as soon as I heard the two people had lost their lives and I, and I posted no more uh, round about, uh, about midday, maybe a little earlier. Uh, but uh, Seamus Whelan had planned to go to Ironman yesterday and he did go to Ironman yesterday. Uh, and the men in their 40, one in their 40s and the other man in his 60s taken from the water by emergency services when they got into difficulty. So Seamus was in y'all yesterday to gauge the mood after the double tragedy. So let's have a listen to uh, the audio. Amongst them you will hear in part of it, the only bit of official response we could get was from the county mayor, uh, Fianna Fáil's Franco Flynn. But this is just eight or nine minutes from y'all yesterday afternoon after the news broke. I thought it was running very well, to be honest. And swim was probably the one thing that was questionable. But uh, other than that, it was running excellently. Because the sea looked fairly rough this morning when you were going in. Yeah, it was. It was quite rough. Um, and they seemed to change the... They probably changed the route a good bit, I think. Originally they planned that you'd come, go in and turn right and come up along the, the coast a bit, but they shortened it then a little bit. And obviously for the full distance, they shortened it hugely. But even as it was, I think they, when they came in, they kind of made you swim diagonal. I would have argued you should have swam straight and then turned left, because once you turned left, you'd have the tide to take, you, take all the participants all the way in once you'd gone out 100 metres, but they were taking participants probably, well, what, maybe three, 400 metres out diagonally, which I, I would, I thought was the wrong decision, but again, look, I'm... I suppose after postponing it from yesterday, it, w- it would have been a last resort to postpone it again today, so they really had to kind of wait and see, but it was rough, like. Yeah, and do you think in hindsight that it was a good decision to leave it run off? with two deaths on the course? I believe so, yeah. That's very sad to hear that now. I did, I, you know, no event is worth that. But, you know, I, I suppose at the same time, that's out of the organisers' control as well. If, if there are issues aside from health issues, you know what I mean? If it's hard for them to cover all that kind of thing. You Do know? you think they should have called it a day once they, once these people passed I don't away? think so, because it's, it's, it's too out. It's too, it was too out there at that stage. You know, what would they have done? Just pulled the whole event and just got everybody pulled in from all over. I mean, they were out all over the course at that stage of the day. Because some of the faster guys and girls would have been well out on the bike by the time. I'm not sure at what stage the, the deaths occurred, but they were, I think they were mid-pack coming out of the sea. So by that stage, the whole event is already out there, you know. Okay. So virtually impossible to do anything? It's not for me to say, but it would have been very hard, you know. Well, I've seen it live on video and the chap was putting up his hand he was 
basically drowned and they were very slow to come in and help them. That's what I saw. Put your life in your hands going into the sea, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It can no. happen in running, it happens in golf, it happens in everything, doesn't it? It doesn't, it, it yeah. just wins. I mean, you, you hear people collapsing with exhaustion on Martins as well, so. I mean, you, yeah, I think you need to be a strong swimmer to go into the sea. Yeah. Just a few words about the Ironman today, Mary. Oh, this is a very sad occasion. We issued a statement there, our Cockney uh, Council, our full services and full support to all the local Gardaí, the HSC and the ambulance services. And uh, my heart uh, and prayers go to the families at this very sad occasion. No. When it happened this morning, should the whole event have been called off rather than left go ahead? No, we've, we've issued a statement and the uh, Cockney Council has standing by the statement and we're giving full support to the local Gardaí, uh, the ambulance services and uh, the HSC. Very sad day. This is a wonderful family event. It's doing an awful lot for tourism in not only Yall and Cork, but throughout Munster and Ireland. And it's a very enjoyable family event, you can see by the crowd here. And the sun is shining, and this cast the cloud over the, all the event. But there's a big question about the state of the sea this morning, because you had storm Betty on Friday, which would have meant that a lot of rain had fallen, that, that water would have had to have gone somewhere. Well, I wasn't dealing with the issues, and uh, our, our um, uh, communication section, I have issued a statement, and I stand over there, and we're working with the local authorities in there. Are you supporting anyone in particular? Um, we're supporting Enda Cronin. He completed the half Ironman. We're very proud. And you heard that the, it's kind of tinged with a bit of sadness now this morning with the two people passing away. Heartbreaking. And do you think that it should have been cancelled once that happened? Very, very hard to call it. Very, very difficult. Um, possibly they could have gone with another plan for the swim, but it's easier easy said after the event. But I know that this morning uh, the seas did look rough, and they had a red marker out where they were supposed to swim right. Yes. Swimmers found it difficult to, to get to the marker, so they moved the, moved the yellow marker straight out. Yes. So they would have it would have appeared that they would have known that there were difficult conditions there this morning. Oh, they were, but I suppose they do kind of allow for a certain amount. You're in the Atlantic Ocean. You know, there's going to be waves there. There's going to be a bit of a current. The sea, you could have a storm today, and tomorrow you could have a dead camp sea. It's just, there's no telling. There's just no telling with the ocean. I didn't swim this morning yet. And how did you find it? Very rough, very rough. But it was manageable, it was OK. I, I saw a lot of boats out there, and there was a lot of kayaks and... Um, there was a lot of lads on boards. But, um, but if you got into difficulty, would a kayak help you? You could hold onto the front of the kayak, and we were instructed after through the club that you were to hold the nose of the hold onto the nose of the canoe. So now to be fair, I've just joined South Coast and we've done a lot of I've done a lot of training last couple of weeks and they're very safety conscious um, and explain us how to if you got into trouble. Put your hand up, wave your hand if you're in serious trouble in the canoes. We went out two weeks ago, it was the Arnold and I were there. So it was all good. Would it put you off doing another Ironman? No, in New York in May 24. We have a mobile home down here for the last 15 odd years and my sister-in-law competed in the half Ironman today and she got in under seven hours, which was absolutely amazing. But we're very um, involved in the locality when we come down, we go to the gym, we go to yoga. So we're supporting an awful lot of the locals as well while we're down here. So this is an unbelievable day for us. 
and like it's, it's tinged with a bit of sadness as well, isn't it? Well, the, the, the news today now was absolutely horrid and, you know, like very upsetting. Nobody wants that. The team, y'all, the locals, they've all worked so hard. All the locals want this down here. They want it to go well. Nobody could have foreseen that, you know. But like this morning, the sea appeared to be fairly rough. But do you think it was a good idea? to actually leave it go ahead. Look, the professionals go out and they test it and you can see there was over 2,000 athletes competed today. A huge amount of them made it through. Unfortunately, I don't think the water itself were the cause of any of the fatalities. I think it, it, it would have happened, you know, that these were health for want of a better expression. So I don't think it was the conditions of the water that caused it. And finally, do you think it should have been cancelled once those people had passed away? In a remarkable respect. I, I don't think so. With 2,000 athletes training for over two years for this, paying, you know, under 1,000 euro to compete, travel, accommodation, your bike, your suit. You know, while we all want to respect the fact that there has been fatalities, it's not something that you can easily cancel. Manage as well as, I suppose, the circumstances would let it, with the way the sea was. You know, but is a kayak enough as a support boat for conditions? I don't like know that, a lot about these kind of triathlon things, but it's easier to get between swimmers, I believe, than having an actual power boat because if someone's in difficulties in the middle of the actual swim, you can kind of get a kayak or in between swimmers rather than have a boat trying to cut through people that are moving forward. When the two fatalities happened this morning, do you think it should have been cancelled at that stage? To be honest, I only heard that when I came back in after the finish. I hadn't, hadn't heard it at all. Only one of the lads told me there. But yeah, it's... Uh, someone doesn't need to go lose their life doing one of these things, you know? Or two people even. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I, I've never seen one of these things before, so I don't have anything to benchmark what is safe and isn't. You know that way? But you, you thought it was an OK swim this morning for yourself, personally speaking? Well, I was looking forward to it, but I won't say I'd be doing it again. <laughs> not, not in that kind of weather. Even though I do like a bit of surfing now and again, but... Swimming in, in, in kind of choppy water is a lot different. I should have practiced a bit more. That's Seamus from yesterday afternoon in Yaw, speaking with contestants and indeed spectators. It was um, just looking into uh, the Ironman races uh, last night with regards to people who get into difficulty or indeed die. A fellow called Brian Hanley has the mortality in Ironman races uh, and he goes back to 1986. Now the statistics he quotes only come up to 2021, so bear that in mind. So since 1986, there have been 171 deaths during Ironman competitions. The majority of them, 122, were during the swim, uh, mostly drowning with some heart attacks. Uh, And then after that, 26 during the bike ride, 8 during the run, and 12 deaths after the event finished. Now, when you break down the deaths, the majority of them are from drowning. And the second cause of death, primarily during uh, Ironman, is heat stroke. But 122 during the swim, 26 during the bike and 8 during the run and 12 after the event finished. Uh, But those statistics only come to 2021, so unfortunately they would have to be increased uh, somewhat. A huge amount of response by email, indeed by text this morning and and calls also. Anne Moynihan was down there probably screaming on a friend or a relative. Anne, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good, thank you. Who was taking part? Um, we had a lot of, from Seafield Holiday Park here in Yon. So we had a good few here taking part. We had Owen O'Brien, 22, doing the um, full Ironman. 
And then we had Caroline O'Connell and Dolores Bevan, the half Ironman. And that was yesterday. But then we had a lot of kids that did the Ironman kids. Yeah. Here on Friday night. We had Zach and Faith Smith and we had Madison and Gracie. Oh, and loads then. Yeah. We had a winner of the won the Ironman kids here, Calvin, Calvin Peyton Blake. He won the full Ironman kids here on um, Friday night. Absolutely fantastic. Well, delighted for him and all of his family, but tinged in sadness then with regards to the events and the deaths yesterday afternoon. Were you at the swim section yesterday? I was, I was, I was, I was. Yeah, and describe the conditions because those waves look treacherous. Well, when we were, when when Mary McCarthy's Irish chances um, set off, opened up the whole um, Ironman, the waters were very choppy. It was very delayed because they just wanted to wait and see what's the best way out. Now, they were after sending the half marathon people out towards an orange race while which was completely off church and they kept getting swept. Just move around yeah. a tiny little bit there Anne while you're doing that let me just remind people that the swim section yesterday was cut back primarily because of weather it should have been a 3.8 yeah. kilometre swim and they cut it back to 1.9 but they yeah. were swimming into an oncoming tide I believe but go ahead. Oh, unbelievable but like they were swimming towards an orange race while which was out to the race but every time they tried to swim out for race they were kept getting dragged left so they changed the direction of swim with the full iron man and they did a straight swim out. Now it, you couldn't you couldn't have made that decision better earlier because there were so many people waiting. But unfortunately, they, if it would change for the half iron man, a lot would have made it more. A lot of them, a lot of them had to come out a bit earlier. Unfortunately, they were struggling to get far past the after of all huge, huge, gigantic waves, you know. So I just went ahead and look. I know I'm just very conscious that you know we did have sadness yesterday. I'm also very conscious of those that trained hard and work very hard. But a lot of people, apparently a lot of swimmers actually turned back and came back out of the water. They they, they just couldn't do it. Did you see that? I did. They did. They just couldn't do it. A lot of their little energy was taken away from them before they went. And were others, were others, okay, some voluntarily turned around and came out, but were others taken out of the water? And um, there was you no, know, there was what people were watching all the time. But a lot of the competitors, you know, found obviously when you're still out that far, one or two competitors that were struggling, so they actually turned back. As good comrades did, and turned and brought them back, and then they carried on with their own swim. Some swimmers brought struggling swimmers yeah, yeah. back and continued yeah. with their swim to the buoy. They did. It was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. That's comradeship in the, the highest form. You know, it was it was it was, a, it was an absolutely fantastic day. You know, the whole lot of volunteers from start to finish, outstanding. Unfortunately, I'm conscious that there was fatalities, but on the high side of it, the work that these athletes did, outstanding. To be in the water, to be actually lining up at that time of the morning, from say like, twenty to six, right through to. They entered the water, I suppose it was supposed to be 27, but I think it was late to about 10 past 7, so correct me. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They swam, they came off, went off, and they got yeah. off of the water alley. Went on bikes and then and off they went and then the run. But bikes. but the, but one of the one of the big talking points now, what I'm seeing here is as to whether or not it should have been cancelled after the two tragic deaths. You need, 
No, after the after the, you know, just that it should have been cancelled, as in cancelled. No, no bike ride, no run, just stop. I mean, I I, I understand. It would be very complicated to do that because there would be over 2,000 competitors out on the route in all different parts of the route. Certainly the faster ones were gone. But I'm seeing a lot of people this morning questioning why, um, firstly, why the swim wasn't cancelled completely and secondly, out of mark of respect as to why Ironman wasn't, com- wasn't cancelled after the deaths. Any thoughts on that? Um, for personally, that was something I have to shake up with those organizers. But yeah. for me, it, the way it was, the way it was running, people were running in all respect. A lot of these foods didn't see, a lot of didn't see what was going on, you know, that at the at water's edge. You know, it was just, it, people thought that it could have been, it would be something to thought of as a class, if I'm being honest. You know? That's all I can say on it because I actually don't know. Okay, okay. Did, you know, did, so. were you, were you frightened watching it though? Up in the top end, we we we, we were from Milano, so we were. But at the same time, those that got out probably on the second wave, there was a lot of volunteers down the water. We were on boats, and that they were side by side with them all, you know. So we knew, as regards fighting, we knew that they were safe as regards. But unfortunately, this poor gentleman that came that lost his life, unfortunately, who was at the end of the swim, you know. So I don't. Know whether it was a heart attack, unfortunately, but that's when I got well. You know, two competitors lost their lives yesterday, yeah. and we'll we'll have to await an investigation yeah. as to, yeah. you know, were there medical conditions that both were suffering from. But thank you. Listen, um, and obviously, congratulations to all involved in your big group uh, and the they events were. of the weekend, they and were. success to them. Well done. Thanks for that. And condolences to those. I didn't make it. Thanks, Anne. Appreciate okay. it. Never, I've never written into radio show before, but what I witnessed is on your beach yesterday has angered and saddened me. And what's even worse is that the Ironman organizers and brands seem to be covering a big mistake they made in allowing the Ironman swim to proceed in the first place. I hope you raise this on your show as no one is reporting the avoidable cause of the tragedy. As you have heard, two competitors lost their lives yesterday, and in my opinion... Um, this should not have happened and at least one death could have been prevented. Uh, as I stood on the beach to support my family members participating, I witnessed firsthand the treacherous waves battering swimmers as they tried to even enter the sea. As I saw many of them washed back up on the shore and try again to enter, I also witnessed many hitting the rocks and most worryingly, many were struggling to even stay afloat and seemed to me to be in trouble. It was the most frightening scene I've ever witnessed with one volunteer pulling people continuously from the ocean to shore as the boat rescuers couldn't get to them due to the giant breaking waves. It was so terrifying to watch that I looked for an Ironman staff member and pleaded that they cancel the race immediately due to the obvious dangers and risk to life. I was told it was not his call and he pointed to the marshals overhead who were monitoring the situation. At this point, hundreds had either had entered, but there were still many hundreds more waiting to go in. The reason I'm writing this, and I will be writing to Ironman Ireland also, is that they are taking no responsibility for the fatal error in decision-making that they took yesterday. 
This was reported today in the news that one case is being investigated as a possible cardiac arrest, while the second is being examined as a possible drowning linked to a potential underlying medical condition. I hope that by raising this on your show, a full inquiry will now take place. The organisers clearly knew it was a risk to go ahead with the swim as early morning they halved the length of the swim leg due to the treacherous conditions. And later, as people began entering the ocean, they announced over speakers that they were shortening the distance even further. I'm not sure who decides to call off or stop races, Neil, when lives are at risk, but clearly those making the decisions have a lot to answer for today. And thoughts and prayers with the family of the two men. Uh, can't go on air. Please don't give up my details if you are reading out my email for personal reasons, but I have that emailer's details myself. Paul says, uh, the far orange buoy at the start of the race was the first turning point. It was removed due to the weather conditions. The latter half of the competitors didn't have to swim out before turning. That was a bad decision made late after hundreds or more swimmers were racing. Poor judgment, a lack of boat cover for such big numbers played a part in some people not finishing and may have played a part in the lives being lost. My deepest condolences with the families. You couldn't have had ribs out there with big outboards because, um, you know, with so many swimmers in the water and the propeller under the water with a rib outboard engine could do incredible injuries to swimmers. So that's why I understand why the canoes and the kayaks were a good idea because you couldn't have outboards in the water with so many swimmers. Uh, Marion says, why, why, why? Shame on Ironman, I'm sorry. Wrong decision. You don't get any, you don't get asked any questions on your swimming ability on entry. So the organisers don't know. And at the end of the day, especially in these conditions, you need to call it and they didn't. Caroline says there were very dangerous conditions down here. It shouldn't have went ahead. Condolences to the family. Mag says it was absolute madness letting the swim go ahead. Why on earth wasn't this cancelled is beyond me. Uh, God love those two men who lost their lives. And another one, well, well, it looked like everyone on shore was much closer to the person needing help from what I saw online. Don't quite understand that, but one other one. As someone who did the race, it was safe to proceed in my view. Yes, the start of the swim was challenging and added to the challenge for the safety crew on the water, but there are more factors at play here. If you're going to have a medical event, being on water is the worst place to have it. While I don't have specific details for the two lives lost, looking at the age profiles, 40s and 60s, cardiac event cannot be ruled out. The water was not safe yesterday morning at the scrapped start time as I was down there. Officially, it was postponed due to the cycle route, but it wouldn't have had the, but it wouldn't have had a swim yesterday either. Sorry about that. That badly written. My thoughts with the families of the two deceased. Um, one part of that text just says it was safe to proceed. Another part of the text, he says that uh, the water wasn't safe. Um, I've been working with the sea all my life, and in my opinion, the swim section of yesterday's Ironman should not have gone ahead. While there was no visible current on the top of the water, there was a fierce current from Storm Betty under the water. A lot of rain fell on Friday night into Saturday morning here in Yall, and all the rain had to go somewhere. The organisers, in my opinion, hadn't given enough time for the swell to settle down. <clears throat> it should have been like 2019, Ironman, when they cancelled the swim. Uh, initially, there was a red buoy out on the course where participants had to swim out to, to the right towards Capel Island, 300 metres and back. But contestants found it too difficult there was a current there that the swimmers had to swim against and it was proving too hard. So the organisers put out a yellow buoy where the contestants were instructed to swim straight out and back to shore. I believe there wasn't enough safety boats on site either 
All they had were kayaks, says a concerned seafarer. Uh, bear in mind, you can't have safety boats without boards or engines on the water with so many swimmers in close proximity to the props. Um, there were statements issued, and that's as much as I've been getting this morning. I had asked for somebody to come on and have a conversation, but um, either all phones were off or people are declining. But Cork County Council says it's deeply saddened over the tragic loss of two race participants during the Ironman, saddened at the tragic loss. Um, uh, our deepest sympathies go to the family and friends of the athletes at this incredibly difficult time and our thoughts are with those who've been affected we're currently offering every assistance required to the Ironman group and those impacted Uh, we express our gratitude to the response agencies including the fire and emergency personnel for their efforts during this difficult time Ironman issued a statement as well uh, saddened confirming the death of two race participants during the swim portion of Sunday's race Safety personnel provided immediate medical attention upon recognising that the athletes were in need of assistance. We share greatest sympathy for the family and friends of the athletes. We will offer support as they go through this very difficult time and they also thank safety personnel. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. And back to the phone lines we go. Marion, good morning. Thanks for holding. You weren't at y'all, but you did see videos, was it? Yeah, yeah. On, on social media and... Um, uh, you had friend, friends participating, I believe. Yeah, three three friends, and um, there was friends down there with them and who sent me videos and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just uh, of the start and stuff like that. It was crazy, crazy, Did, crazy, did your crazy. friends obviously took part in the swim, part, the first yeah, part of the swim? Yeah, what did yeah. they make of the conditions? Horrendous. And they would, they would live um, by the beach. They live near Cahors in um, Wexford and they're in the sea some of them virtually swim all year round you know and they're strong swimmers and um, you know they thought it was and they thought it was absolute madness I mean they did it but again you know like I don't know whether I I did it last year right okay oh Um, so you did you did the entire Ironman no I did the half last year okay well fair play to you so you did the swim the cycle and the run Yes, yes. In uh, in idyllic, I mean, the conditions were absolutely ideal. Um, the run was actually about twenty eight degrees. That was the worst bit of it because it was too hot. Okay. Um, the full uh, iron. But, the full Ironman involves a three point eight kilometer swim, a hundred and eight kilometer bike ride, yeah. and a forty two point two kilometer yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the half is obviously half. Half that, that yeah. Okay. So, so talk uh, to me about calculated risk. You say that there are calculated risks in everything. Well, no. I, a friend of mine said when you participate in something like that, there's a risk involved. And there is because it's a high endurance event and anything can happen. You can fail. Um, and But there's a, there's a calculated risk from the point of view of the um, organisers, you know, that they're responsible for people's safety at the end of the day. And if, you know, if the sea conditions are like that, that it was sweeping people into the rocks from the very start, you know, the waves were high, they wouldn't be able to see people in the water, you know, like, how can they keep a thousand... It would be hard pushed to keep... A couple of people safe in conditions like that, let alone a thousand participants. You know, like um, I'm honestly surprised there's not more. To be honest with you, 
and you're not at when you when you sign up for these events you're not asked what your swimming ability is like but what did your pals say about meeting the threshold of calculated risk what did they say about it yesterday that there would be a threshold that would need to be met for safety reasons for an event like going into the water in choppy conditions to be allowed yeah they 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 said it was horrendous they were um, there were people being pulled into boats left, right, and centre. When there was people that went out that were trying to get back in um, because um, it was horrendous and they they just couldn't cope with it. Um, they said it was carnage, you know. And they're like I said, they're strong swimmers and, and they they managed to do it. Um, I know the first wave that went out, they did the full one point nine kilometre. Um, and then I think they pulled the boy in and um, the others didn't go, I think only did about 1.4, 1.5. But um, they they said there were people sort of hands up and, you know, waves crashing over them all over the place, you know, like... Some swimmers brought other swimmers back to the shoreline and then continued themselves. Others were rescued by the rescue canoes and kayaks and whatever. But is it it, like, I see a texter talking about personal assessment, uh, bearing in mind that you are putting yourself in the water and that you as a swimmer or a contestant need to make the call yourself as to whether you're capable. You're saying they don't ask people's swimming ability. So maybe it's the individual should decide whether they feel safe in water conditions like that. Yeah, yeah. To an extent, yes, absolutely. But I think also, like, I know from my point of view, I would class myself as a reasonably strong swimmer. Would I get in in those conditions? I honestly don't know. But I'm a very competitive person. And if I start to see other people getting in, you know, I've just paid over 300 euros. I think I paid about 360 euros to do the half last year. You know, like... I'm competitive. I want to do it. It was a goal of mine. And, you know, um, sometimes you put trust in others that they, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's all sorts of issues at play here because if you cancel the swim, it's not a proper Ironman then, is it? No, no. But they cancelled it in 2019. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, now, hmm, I won't, don't absolutely quote, I think elites and pros did a very shortened swim in 2019. But no um, no mass participant was allowed to in the water. It was just a, a bike and a run. Now, um, have, have a listen to this one before I let you go. Uh, here we go again. People trying to ruin a great occasion for y'all, for two people who never took responsibility for their own health. Uh, a man in his 60s uh, drowns. All I can say is age limit should be included. No person in that age group should ever be involved in Ironman anyway. John's saying, uh, I think it's slightly disrespectful to those that died, but he says, trying to ruin a great occasion for y'all. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't agree. You, you, you know, um, um, some, of the, some of these um, um, older, the, 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 my my three friends that did it are all mid forties and older. They've been exercising and staying fit and healthy for years and years and years. And um, I, you know, I, I don't see if if you're prepared to stay fit and healthy, 
um, exercise, you don't smoke, you don't drink. Um, you know, your body, it, it, uh, their body is as good as people in their midlife. I totally agree with you there, that a 60-year-old um, who's fit and healthy could have a better body and better ex, better yeah. energy than, you know, and, 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 and fitness and, levels than somebody half his age or half her age. So, you know, it... it that, they're not trying to, you know, nobody is trying to ruin a, a, an event for y'all. Um, what they what they allowed to happen was was craziness, absolutely craziness. And you know, I love Iron Man, and what I hope in one day, I'd love to do a full Iron Man. But what um, what they did yesterday, it just it made absolutely no sense. And I don't know. My, I, I don't know. I, I cannot, I cannot think of one reason that makes sense why it happened. You know, like uh, because it, because it, maybe it's because it is a very money. very serious. Well, you might say money, but m- more to the mm-hmm. point that it is a very very serious endurance test. Um, and and unfortunately, I gave some details earlier on. Up to 2021, there have been deaths, 171 deaths, the vast majority of them during the swim of Ironman when it's held in all sorts of different places. But um, in fact, the oldest death in Ironman was an 80-year-old and the youngest death was uh, on a bike in Ironman, a 15-year-old. So it spans all age groups, the tragedy. that's um, That's Ironman kids then. You have to be over eighteen to do Ironman. Well, there, there, there. I know, but I'm just saying, youngest 15, oldest 80. Vast yeah, majority yeah. swim, followed no. by the run, oh, yeah. followed by um, uh, the swim first, uh, then the bike, and then the run in that order. Yeah, but the thing, the thing is as well, the swim, it, it is most people's weakness, and um, you know, to 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 uh, the other side of it is the to, to allow a swim to go ahead in that, you're going to be miles more fatigued when you finish the swim. Um, uh, and then you've got to go on to do 180k on the bike and a marathon, mm. you know. So, um, you know, I don't think they took anything like that into consideration or, you know, they, I, I just don't think they thought this through at all. I don't think the year they cancelled it in 2019, um, the, the, the conditions were much worse than what they were yesterday, okay. you know, like... Okay. Uh, I know there was a lot of rain because I had two friends doing it that year um, and I know I appreciate that yes it's not a proper Ironman if you don't do the swim but at the end of the day you know two people are dead and there's at least I've heard there's at least two two serious in hospital you know Is Is that true though? I heard heard something to do with the bike crashing into a wall is that what you're referring to no i i believe the two the two that are dead um one is being investigated as a drowning because of the conditions the second one i think is might have um it's been looked at as a cardiac arrest in the water and you're saying there were others that were taken from the water who were also um in hospital yeah okay. yeah yeah okay. i think okay. some from crashing into the rocks okay uh, and i i heard um um, one of the friends that participated said that she heard there was one that was serious. Um, now that's so an update that I hadn't heard. I'm, I'm accepting it as being accurate, any, but yeah. I haven't heard about any casualties uh, um, yesterday other than the swim. Okay. From, you okay. know. Um, okay. Okay. But 
Thanks, Marion. Thank you so much. No. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking okay, the call. Um, it's an awful pity, Neil, that all the media outlets, I suppose he's referring to, hope you're not including me in this because I gave an awful lot of time to Iron Man last week. Um, but I think you're hopefully talking about all of the newspapers that carry the story on their front pages this morning, all the red tops and the broad sheets. He says, it's an awful pity that all the media outlets didn't give Iron Man a mention in the build-up to the event as much as they are now on all of the sad news this morning. Not a mention all week to the biggest sporting event in the country this weekend. I get that and I'm very cognizant of that and I don't want to in any way, shape or form be dissing the good people of y'all or anything to do with that. Uh, I wouldn't want to be part of it, but a tragedy, a double tragedy is a double tragedy and must be reported on. Text 0868104106. We're back after 10. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Catching up on some more texts from the last hour on air. It's so awful to hear of those two competitors losing their lives in y'all yesterday. But what I can't understand is who made the decision for the swim to go ahead. Did you see the conditions of the tides? It was insane to allow it to continue. The thing that surprises me even more is that the organisers continued with the competition after the loss of the two men. The whole thing should have been called off. Uh, Morning. To continue with the race was disgraceful. The organisers should have cancelled the event as a mark of respect to the two men who lost their lives in that swim. Rest in peace. It just goes to show how much respect the other competitors had for the two men. Shame on them. I don't quite know what you mean by that part with regards to lack of respect from others. Uh, An awful lot of people had no idea what went on. They had no idea in the swim or even when they were on the bikes or even when they were running. And many didn't hear anything about the tragedy until they actually finished the run. Sorry, can't go on air, but the swimming event should be abolished. Even one death is not acceptable. There was no respect for those who died. It's all about money and tourism, says Kieran. It's an awful pity that the media outlets didn't give Iron Man a mention in the build-up to this event as much as they did with regards to the sad news this morning. Oh, I read that earlier. My apologies. But I'm, I see it here, actually. It just reminds me of a text next to it. that said, somebody made a reference to no coverage of Iron Man prior to the event itself. Well, obviously, your texter wasn't watching Virgin Media News on Thursday. Paul Byrne had a lovely report with many of those who were taking part. And y'all looked great in the report. The coverage couldn't have been more positive for y'all. All the best. Have a great day, says Louise Daly. Thank you for that, Louise. Thanks for listening. Um, another few. Cancel the event, you must be joking. Money comes first. Has been blatantly obvious for years. Bingo was cancelled the other night due to the death of a former chairman of the club. Yet the Ironman went ahead within minutes of two deaths. Uh, here we go again. People again trying to ruin a great occasion for y'all. Another one. Why didn't they just cancel the swim? I think Iron Man is responsible um, for not cancelling the swim. Poor men, may they rest in peace. Uh, And just two or three more. Funny how all of those who competed say it shouldn't have been called off, but all those calling shame on Iron Man probably don't even enter the water on a summer's day. I wonder if they would have been so vocal about it not going ahead if no one had actually died. I will throw something at the radio if you don't stop calling a boy a buoy. Did you ever go to school? Yes, I did. I'm not saying I paid much attention, but I will consider myself corrected and I will no longer use the term buoy and use boy because I don't want you throwing anything, especially a radio. Rest in peace to those two athletes. You would have to question the organisers going ahead with the swim in those conditions, and I'm sure the organisers are clearly deeply upset by this. Similar conditions in y'all a few years ago, 2019 for Ironman, and the wise call was made then to cancel the swimming leg. 
Pity the same precautions weren't taken yesterday. My condolences to the families and friends of the deceased. Um, Irish Water Safety recommends that people swim parallel to the shore. Why in God's name did they not follow Irish Water Safety advice? They were swimming out into and against an incoming tide, which would have made it very difficult to swim out, uh, but much easier to swim back with the tide at your back. So do keep those coming. Text 0868104106. We'll return to it. I promise you that awful tragedy, uh, sadly. Uh, but back to the phone lines we go. Maria, good morning. Hi Neil, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm staying with this for as long as people wish to, to, to communicate with me on it, so thank you for your text. Go ahead, what's on your mind? Yeah, no, I was just giving my opinion on it. So yesterday morning we went off with our family, you know, all excited to see the swim. And um, when we got down there, you know, the buzz was there, it was great. The water looked very rough. Um, but looking out to sea, it looked as if there was loads of rescue resources. Mm. And, you know, we said, you know, it should be okay. But as soon as the swim went off, you could see everything kind of started to change. Um, swimmers got into trouble fairly quick. And they, we were, you know, a lot of them got through it, thank God. Um, but there was a few, we started seeing where are they going, why are they there? Then the hands started going up. The crowd started shouting for help. Um, but I think the rescue resources out on the water couldn't see the people kind of coming back that they were in trouble. Difficult to see with the waves and the height of them. Oh, the waves were huge. It was was absolutely terrifying. So um, there was people, you know, waving their jumpers and screaming and trying to let people know that there's someone in trouble here. But I don't know, there should be more on the seashore, maybe like helping to get people out of the water. There was one woman there and we watched her. She was... um, she was hand. She was, she was doing all the right things. She was lying on her back. She was putting her hand up. Do you know, she was leaving people know she was in trouble. But it was another swimmer came and helped her, um, and we watched him for for ages trying to get out of the water. It was actually terrifying. And when she got out of the water, she was limp like she. They brought her straight up to the ambulance or wherever they brought her. Now I think the that swimmer. I'm not sure. He went back off and done the course like fair play to him. Isn't that an incredible act of kindness and bravery, whoever that that person was? Yeah, to watch and thank God got her out of the water. Then the coast guards came along and they started helping people. There was another woman down there, she was only a member of the public and she was putting her hand out holding onto the railing, helping people out of the water. Pulling them out Um, of the water. Because there are steps down to the water and an iron railing down in as well. Yeah. But left and right of it... a, a big, a big, a big, a big pile of rocks. Yeah, all the rocks. Yeah, so they couldn't get the waves between the rocks and the waves. Like it was terrible. You couldn't, they couldn't get out. So I just think. So if you wanted to get out, there was only a small little area that you could yeah. safely get out. Otherwise, you were hitting rocks. You're hitting rocks straight away. Yeah, they, it was actually very uncomfortable to watch. Um, the swim probably should have been cancelled. Now I don't think the rest of it should have been cancelled because. All the swimmers that did get through it, they didn't know what was going on behind them. Do you know, they were they were going onto the cycle and the run, and they probably didn't know until the end. And it's just absolutely devastating that two people had to die yesterday. Just was heartbreaking to to think that that had to happen. So, and while just, while people were struggling, and you saw from your vantage point people struggling. Others were still going into the water. There they was were a, still going into the water, yeah. They were and being funneled was, in. It wasn't a free-for-all, don't get me wrong. It was very no, much was controlled. Yeah. yeah, there was a yeah. queuing system, in fairness. It was, 
Yeah, but, but and it was do. actually even fabulous to watch going off. Like, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. It was a spectacle. Like, it was brilliant. And, you know, everyone was in great form watching. And then it just kind of all got, this isn't, this isn't right at all. Like, this is bad. There's, a, there's another person there. There's another person there. And then everyone started screaming, get them out. They were going off in blocks. And as there were people coming out looking for help and hands going up, they were still pouring into the water. And and what did your friend, I believe you at least one friend who took part? Yeah, she she said she was out in the water and she the swim was her she was nervous of the swim herself. But she said there was hands going up out there and people screaming. She said she got an awful fright out in the water. Yeah. Yeah. See the best that I can offer is the videos that I saw and they looked yeah. like you know, you see all of these tiny little humans going into these waters and they're dwarfed by huge yeah, big and you waves. Can't, you can't tell one from the other. Like, so all the families watching are just standing there absolutely terrified, hoping that that's not one of theirs getting into trouble. Yeah. There was terrified. genuine fear and concern, was there? Oh, totally, yeah. 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 Now, we did proceed later on down to the the cycle and the, the run and the atmosphere. Jesus, y'all was buzzing. But the swim yesterday morning should not have went ahead and those people... And isn't it terribly sad as well, for not only for those that lost their lives and the others who I'm told are injured and possibly some in, in hospital, um, although I can't confirm that at this point, just what Sandra was telling me earlier on, but isn't it awfully sad for y'all as well? It really and truly is, because no one wants yeah. to be shining a negative light on y'all. No, definitely not, definitely not, because it's an absolutely fantastic place, like a lovely town, friendly beautiful beaches it has everything going for it but just that that yesterday just it's just heartbreaking Okay, thank you for taking the call, Maria. Thank you, appreciate yeah, it from no you know, yesterday. You. Text 0868 Pick up the phone on 0818 Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 Cork's Red FM. Stay with this. Michael took part in Ironman yesterday. Michael, good morning. Morning. Can I ask you a question? Do you, do contestants or participants in Ironman, do you sign any kind of a waiver before it, um, you know, a risk waiver or anything like that? Yeah, there's at the back of the number, do you have to fill it in with your uh, medication advice and everything? Everything is covered, like. Yeah. They, they, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but do you, do you uh, sign any kind of a, an insurance waiver and an indemnification of Ironman in the event of anything happening to you or anything like that, I'm wondering? No, well, we just sign up. When you sign up, you you have uh, you, you have to give them details of your health and everything else. Right. And, yeah. and the ticket in for the race itself, you have to fill that in. If you have any medication and everything. And was this your first Ironman? No, no, I did a full Ironman last year as well. Okay. And was it y'all's Ironman you did last year? Yeah, yeah, last year as well. Okay. Yeah. And we went off, went off, well, last year. And could you share your experience yesterday, Michael? If it's not too uh, too difficult for you. Well, I can just, all I can say is that we did it as the event, right? It was, uh, it was a rough swim. It was hard to get out to the boy, like people said. But we got out to the boy, we got out of the water, uh, got on the bikes, and everybody did the race. But it was very unfair for somebody to say, how could the race go ahead? It's impossible for them to stop the race because everyone was in the water at that stage, you know? Yeah, I, I suppose those that were suggesting it should have been cancelled feel maybe it should yeah, have been cancelled after I, I the find swim. That very harsh because yeah. it would have been impossible to cancel it because if there's if there's people in the water and like somebody said, people were even out of the water and on the bikes at that stage, there's no way of telling people. You know what I mean? 
it would have been pretty chaotic all right all along the course telling people to pull in that everything was over I know like those and there's a lot of texts with that in mind this morning saying out of respect for the deaths that it should have been stopped it would have been impossible I reckon how could they do it like yeah yeah you said it was the worst conditions but you forced yourself to go Were, were you were you kind of reticent about going into the water no, well, uh, you know, because we train so hard. We swim in all kind of weather, all kind of water conditions, right? Uh, it was rough. But we were there at the start line looking at it, and the sense film was out. You see them going in, and uh, when it started, we knew we were getting into waves and things, but you train for these things. Like, it was rough, it was rough. It was, it was probably the roughest I was in. But, you know, forced myself to do it, get it done. I think it, I was glad I got it done. Yeah, I, I don't know whether you're making the point or, or whether it's your wife is making the point about so many of the swimmers being disorientated on the water. Was that you, is that your point? No, well, no. My, I found out afterwards that some people just got over the water. It was too much for me. Not, but my point is, I was just making the point that I found it very um, disingenuous to suggest that the athletes should have stopped in some way out of respect there was no way of knowing that we knew that anybody passed away you know what I mean oh for sure nobody knew the vast majority of people were well on their way and up on bikes and what have you I accept that but that that's call- the point I was making yeah. basically yeah yeah yeah. when did you find out the two people had died uh, when we finished I was on the finish line yeah. my wife told me yeah. and I said you're joking I said God I'm waiting do you know what I mean and then uh, people were talking about it then, but I reckon everybody finished before they know, so how would we know, you know? No, you'll be, you'll be completely and utterly concentrating on what you're doing, and word exactly. wouldn't, actually word didn't filter through until much later in the morning, to be honest with you. Did, 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 but when you were in the water, did you see anybody um, calling out for help or assistance? I didn't, to be honest. I know what, I, what was unusual, all right, that we were all kind of stopping and looking for the boy because the waves were so high, you know, to try to see where it was because it was fairly hectic, all right. But uh, it was only stop, uh, stopping to spot where the boy was and carry on. Like, but had you put in fierce, um, had you put in fierce pre- um, training for this? I put in a lot of training for it, yeah. And I did say to the wife, we did spend, you did spend extra energy in that water yesterday. You're, you're burning more calories fighting them conditions, you know. Well, was she concerned for you watching? Of course she was, yeah. yeah. Needless to say, she said, there's, she said she knew there was people in trouble, but all, we're all wearing red hats. You just don't know who's in trouble, you know. Everyone looks the same, of course. Everyone yeah. looks the same, yeah. yeah. I'm told that there were family members probably watching it being streamed, and they were worried about you. Yeah, this is it, like, because they don't know, you see, because all they can see is red hats in the water. People, some people were in trouble, all right, they were saying, and... Who's who? Like you could, you just can't tell. You know? Okay, but on the point of cancelling it for whatever reasons, including the respect to those that perished, you don't think that would have been a good idea? It just wouldn't have been physically feasibly possible. It wouldn't have been physical, but it was very unfair to suggest that the athletes uh, were disingenuous or anything, because really and truly, we didn't know. You know. Ah, uh, that was you were referencing a text actually that I read out earlier. I don't think I any referencing a text. Yeah, but I said, "My God, that was a very unfair." Yeah, text. that I don't think anybody would take that, but that was a nasty thing to say. No, that wasn't right. Um, that's suggesting that people could have helped and didn't help. Sure, that's absolutely nonsense. But listen, you're safe and you achieved what you set out to achieve. Congratulations for that, at least. Thanks very much for that. Take, take care, Michael. Jerry. Good morning.
Hello, hello, Neil. How are things? Um, I'm grand, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, you you were there yesterday. I wasn't. So, what did you see? Yeah. Well, I was there from the very start. I was there for in the right up five to ten feet from the swimmers entering the water. So we could all see it was very rough and it was kind of being held back a little now and again, now and again due to technical reasons and all that. But they finally gave the okay for the people to, to swim in the water. But before it started, I kind of knew there might be a problem because I was talking to a Welshman who, who knew about this stuff. And he said in rough weather in the waves that he was at about a month earlier, they had a straight course where he went straight into the waves, straight out to a boy, around the boy and straight back in. Whereas this one was a big wide triangle. And so when they went in the water, they had to go right. And as soon as they turned right, they'd go out about 30 yards and they'd be thrown straight back into the rocks. Especially... Did you women. see people being pushed back up? Oh, yeah. Oh, there was one where there was um, one one family came in behind me all excited because their daughter was in the next bunch, you know. And I never seen anything like it. She was thrown like a rag doll, and they genuinely thought her back was broken. So the they family saw it, yeah. their, their their daughter bashing against the rocks. Oh, it is not bashing, Neil. It's thrown like a rag doll. Worse. I mean backwards. Because they had to go to a right angle. If you understand, they go straight. No, I in. do. And of course, the currents right. and the tides and everything were pushing them. No, it's them. the wave. The yeah. wave. You're going across the face of the wave. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, instead so. of going into the wave, you're going across. You're going the face abreast of it. Of it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now I just. Did they drag her out the, though? No. <laughs> she got up. Fair juice to her. She was just a small little thing and she tore into it and she got through the waves and when she was out past the waves they were happy enough. You know? But they did they got a real they got a real land. I just wanna to say too at this stage, there was a woman in a wetsuit with very tight blonde hair and she saved the day. She went down into the water up to her waist and she kept making the swimmers go straight. And if she wasn't there, it would have been chaos altogether. And she was the only one. She was the only person from all the organisers. Now, I saw all the kayakers go out and all the people out in the water doing a great job. But on the shore, she was the only single person who did something. Yeah. And yeah. she saved the day. Yeah. Every kayak, everyone now who entered the water will say they'll remember her. Yeah, she, so was, she uh, saved the day. Uh, they did change the route, though, at some stage, didn't they? To do no, just what you're no. describing. Yes, they did. But it was by then it was far too late. They they told people to swim in a dead straight line to a triangular boy that was out in, out in the water. But by then it was far too late. Do you know I saw I saw people on dinghies being saved. I saw a person on a kayak with a kayak saving someone's life. I mean that's why I'm on really. There isn't an upset about the uh, the people, you know. Whether they were fellow swimmers or those in the kayaks oh, or the canoes just, just or the, the women. people, just the people of y'all and the people who turned out onto the water, like, you know. It's all kind of thing, oh, we went off swimming and it was grand. No, you know, the, behind you there was this group of people that saved hundreds of lives. They were still, oh, well. No, could, no, they did, Neil. Okay. I'm telling you when, you, when you, when you see a fella being clinging to a kayak and he's um, 200 yards offshore, he's gone, like, if the kayak isn't there. 
Can't argue with the single word you're saying, my friend. You are right in that yeah. regard, that lives were yeah. saved in the sense I'm getting the sense that it could have been an awful lot worse. Um, oh, it could have been desperate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's not enough just to say, for instance, that these two deaths were linked to underlying medical conditions and had and had no connection with the actual event itself, that they were underlying conditions, medical conditions. Uh, to be honest with you, we'll have to wait and see because in another article, one athlete had a medical emergency, they think, uh, but yeah. the other was discovered unresponsible, unresponsive. Uh, so yeah. w- one could have been cardiac arrest, but the other could possibly have been a drowning. And there could have been yeah. more drownings, you're saying? Oh, there would have been more drownings, Neil. There's no doubt about that. There are none. Uh, my wife was at the other end. She was watching them coming in, and she, she, she saw people swimming for 10 minutes and they not moving two feet against the current, you know? Um, and when she was there for the very last swimmer to come out of the water and there was a huge cheer for him. People were just delighted that the swim was over. Everybody was applauding and shout, shouting and roaring for him, you know. But back at my end, at the very start of the water, it was just very upsetting. OK, it must have been even more upsetting for you. I won't dwell on this. Um, I just will mention the fact that you actually saw one casualty being taken from the water. So that must have been harrowing. Yeah. That's why I'm on, because I think it's only fair that um, he should be remembered, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I walked back. It's done very respectfully. You know, the, the rib came in. The men went out with the stretcher, put him on, took him out to the, into the ambulance. But uh, it's not a great thing to see. Do you think it's it should great. have been cancelled? I think the course should have been changed, Neil. Should have been straight out into the waves and straight back. Okay, okay. And okay. the fact that they did it, the, the fact that they did it for the second half... You know, says a lot. It was grand. And also, maybe even let the elite swimmers go, which there was only 11 of them, let them head off on the thing, you know, because there was loads of people there and there was no rush. And I also knew that it was going to die down. And I, an hour later, the waves were next to non existent. Because that was the full tide. You could see every, because I'd been there since six o'clock, like you could see every half hour, it was just going down and down and down, you know. So timing would have played a very important part of oh, it. Oh, timing would have caused no problems. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I know I know. I would have changed it. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you so much for no. that. Yeah. Uh, no, Ray, no. good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm fine, but it's just awfully sad on, on so many different levels. Unbelievable. Really, you know? really and truly Unbelievable, is. Unbelievable, yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Even, even the girls and boys going into that water yesterday, Neil, would have never trained in those conditions. Never been in anything like that. So... You know, all these guys that do Ironmans and triathlons, they train in pools, lakes, and can seas. They would have never entered something more powerful that they felt yesterday. Uh, but I would imagine that some people who were training for Ironman sea swam. Neil, Neil, they sea swim, but in calm conditions. They would have never went into five foot waves that they went against yesterday. Mm. Come on, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And even feeling the, like, to feel the power of that wave hitting you as you're going in, your heart rate would have went up a hundredfold, you know? And even like 20 yards offshore, they're only little heads bobbling out of the water and one minute they're there, the next minute they're gone. Were you know? you, were, forgive me, but were you there, Ray? No, no, but seeing videos online yeah. and just seeing stuff on Facebook and Instagram, it's it, it just, it just beggar's belief. You see, there seems that, to be, you know, Seamus talking with an awful lot of people down there yesterday afternoon felt that there was no reason nor need to cancel, but yet online it's a different thing entirely. They are calling for reasons as to why it wasn't cancelled online. Would you agree with that? It, 
the swing part anyway definitely shouldn't have went ahead. Regardless, like if someone falls on a bike or falls when they're running, they're safe. But when they're in the water, there's a million things could go wrong. You know, trying to get the person out of the water, the current, the waves, hypothermia. You know, all these factors come into play. And yesterday, I just couldn't believe the waves of people going into that water yesterday. And you've done you you open you do open water swimming, do you? Yeah, well, I did, I did, but I would never, I would never like. I consider myself as a song swimmer, but I would have never went into anything like that yesterday. It would have been the first thing from the shore. You go, oh, it's not too bad. Yeah, but 10 feet, 20 feet into the water, you're going, oh, Jesus, I'm have to make a mistake here. What am I going to do? What would be you going know? on under the water? Oh, you would have gotten rip currents, pulls. It would have been like, imagine yourself now in a washing machine on a full load and on a, a 1,200 spin. That's what it would have been like. You would have been pushed left, right, up, down, disorientated, you wouldn't know where you're going. Looking for a boy? Forget about it, you know? And there, I, I feel there would have been this ego attached to I'm doing an Ironman and there would have been a bit of shame to say, no, I'm standing back. Well, actually, also, I think there might have been safety in numbers. Some people see others going in and they think, well, if it's all right for oh, them... I'm, I'm okay, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. But, but one, okay, yeah, one point that you wanted to pick up on was part of uh, Seamus's report at some stage that to- spoke about um, I think it mentioned money, did it? Go ahead on that. But yeah, exactly, yeah. Like someone said money, they pay their money, but those two poor souls pay their money. They bought their wetsuits, they bought their bikes, they're never going to be used again. Do you know? And it, it, I, I couldn't believe that comment that they couldn't cancel. Of course they could have cancelled, Neil. They were in, on radio, shorts are on radios to say, red flag, this is over, lads. Gee, two people lost their lives. Come on, like... Yeah, but I gave you the stats of other Ironman deaths over the years um, and I only have it up to 2021 but 171 people have died 122 of them during the swim 26 on bikes and 12, uh, 8 on runs uh, on the run and 12 afterwards it's either drowning or heat stroke it, it, it's not new, unfortunately I know, I know. and they didn't cancel any of those Ironmans any of those either, yeah I was reading that, yeah but it, it why, I, I can't understand why they couldn't couldn't cancel it yesterday and just and like in those water conditions you're burning four times as much energy than you normally would have if you know what I mean yeah. you know, like doing a mile is maybe like doing three miles in those conditions you know because you're working three times as hard to fight the current fight I know. the waves I, know. It's, it's, I, know. I, I, I just so sad that it's seen those people and uh, as that chap said before seeing these people going in and like a little rag doll you know being pushed around by the waves. So powerful. Okay, thanks for that, Ray. Appreciate it. One quick call in a second on, on WhatsApp, but let us just remember uh, the Ironman uh, was postponed because of Storm Betty for the Saturday and everything got pretty much moved to the Sunday. But we are talking about the death of Ivan Chittenden, in his 60s from Toronto, Canada, and closer to home from County Meath, Brendan Wall, in his 40s, but living in Solihull in England. On WhatsApp, Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? And you wanted to pick up on their names and their passing to mark and to give them the respect that they deserve. Commiserations to the families. Commiserations, Neil. Yeah. It's obviously never a good thing. But um, just a couple of points that were being made earlier. You, on about you, the you, you actually, let me just say, you competed yesterday. Yeah, I was I was in the water yesterday. And uh, throughout the safety of the water, not once did I put my head up and I couldn't see a kayak or a boat or a paddleboard. Not once. You know, I took a couple of breathers and put my head up and immediately there was somebody over to me. Are you okay? Are you okay? So I would completely refute those claims that there wasn't enough safety in the water. 
And as for cancelling it, that was next to impossible after it happened. You have people out on the bike, two, three hours out, you know, you have people all over the course. It would have been impossible to get people back. True enough. Um, I'm, I'm just reporting on what people felt as a consequence of the two deaths that out of respect that it should have been cancelled. Others actually, there's an ever-growing amount of people who said that the swim should have been cancelled and that the bike run, the bike and the run had, had should have continued. But but at what stage were you in the water? Because it seemed to get it seemed to get calmer later. I was in very early. Okay. Um, I wanted to get in before all the bodies got in. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a washing machine, but once you got out the 400 metres, it... And I think there was one caller on there saying, oh, you have to swim parallel to the shore. I don't think there's any event, swimming or triathlon, that swims parallel to the shore. He said or, that he I, saw people wrong. being bashed against the rocks because they couldn't get out. Get out of where? Get out into the, the tide. So they just really couldn't compete against the tide. They just kept on being pushed back in. And that's where the term... Oh, you wouldn't be anywhere like a rock dog. No. No, like you're swimming to the waves, you are being thrown around like a ragdoll, bodies everywhere, but, you know, you you have to know how to deal with these things if you're entering these things as well. Like. Okay. Did you see anybody struggling? You did see people come to the aid yeah, of people very I, quickly. Yeah, I seen, I definitely saw two people um, with a, uh, holding onto a kayak. So personal as choice as well, yeah, and how, were they, did they get them out of the water then? Oh, sure, look, Neil. You're gone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't that's what, know. That's what, the, that's what, no, sure. You don't know these things when you're in the water. I'd imagine they did. <clears throat> I'd imagine they did. So, and somebody, you're talking about personal choice and personal responsibility that you could have people who would be strong bikers, others might be strong runners, but they mightn't be strong swimmers. Is that it? Uh, that could be an issue as well, yeah. 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 That could be an issue. Yeah. What was the no, rest? Like what was you, the rest of the of of the Ironman like for you? <laughs> Tough. <laughs> um, in in what sense? As in, well, you had to jump on a bike then and do, God only knows how many kilometers. Uh, and yeah, you, yeah, you uh, yeah, yeah. That was tough, but sure, that's what I signed up for. Great sense of achievement then when you get across the line. Ah, relief, <laughs> relief, but I. Sign up again next year straight away for it. You've done a number of these, have you? Uh, that was I did it last year in Yall as well. Okay. A, a, a number of other smaller ones as well, yeah. Okay. Like, I did one last year up in Kilkee and the, the waves were twice as bad. And that went ahead. There was an Ironman in Barcelona two years ago and it was, Google it and you, there's definitely YouTube videos of it and it was, way worse than yesterday. I know, but I suppose in our own parish though, we have two deaths and I suppose that's why it's kind of up close and personal to us, you know? Oh no, it, 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 it's very sad, but deaths do happen as well, Neil, I'm afraid. They do, yeah. You know, like they were both medical, they both had underlying conditions to that. Well, that, that, that's what's being suggested this morning, that at least one of them possibly had uh, uh, a cardiac arrest um, but then listen these are just thoughts at the moment and you know the second is being linked to it yeah. the second could be a it possible is. drowning but again as a result of a potential underlying medical condition am I making sense? Yeah but there's, there's too much talk about it so really until the, the, the facts are known 
Well, like, added to that, that there were people, every case, yeah. there were others injured apparently, and 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 there was a. I don't know how many well, people but... get injured playing hurling matches. People get injured playing soccer matches. Yeah. You're going to come out. I broke. I broke my hand. Uh, three years. I came off the bike and broke my hand. I pulled muscles. Uh, you know, like there's a fellow up the road here. He crashed into a wall. He's after breaking his hip and cracked his neck. But you know, yeah. It, it happens like you know these accidents do I happen. understand that's why it's called Iron Man it's not called Iron Man for nothing well not really it's just like if you're cycling, if you're cycling down the road like I was cycling up a hill I got a flat tyre and I came off and I broke my hand that's just part and parcel of it uh, oh, listen, I understand what you're saying, but I, I'm just seeing a lot of people and far be it for me to be in any way you know thinking that this will have anything but a negative impact on you all. We don't want that to be the case, but there's uh, responsibility with those who organise an event who have to uh, make a risk assessment and people are suggesting that the risk assessment should have told them to cancel the swim. That's all. That could have been a possibility, all right. You know? That could have been a possibility. No, they, they shortened the full full distance rather than sending them way out. So, actually, they shortened the full distance to confine all the safety in one area, that's why they they shortened the uh, the full. So rather than spreading out all the safety boats, all the safety kayaks and boats were on the one course as opposed to two courses. So there was Safe. probably more safety there. Safer than still, normally yeah, would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah can, can I just say that I have tremendous respect for those of you that do this and put in the effort and actually take part in it because it's cruel, it's grueling, it's hard, and to go through it and to finish it yeah. uh, is is tribute to your endurance and your tenacity. So well done on that, Kevin. Well done. Okay. No Take matter. care. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. And the calls and the texts keep coming. As I stood, I read an email fairly on from somebody who was an eyewitness on the beach. As I stood on the beach to support my family members participating, I witnessed firsthand the treacherous waves battering swimmers as they tried to enter the ocean. As I saw many of them wash back up onto the shore, trying to enter the water again. I also witnessed so many hitting the rocks and most worryingly many were struggling to even stay afloat and seemed to be drowning. Well that must also show how many kayaks and canoes were coming to people's rescue if we just had two uh, fatalities it could have been a lot worse. To the phone lines we go, Steve, good morning. Hi, good morning Neil. Um, you, you were on the water so I'm not so sure how much of it you witnessed but you're you're a coach and a competitor. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, I, uh, I've competed in triathlon for a long time and I actually work professionally full-time as a sports consultant in endurance sport. Um, Just move around a little bit there, pal, see if we can clean the line up a bit. But you're, I would call you a professional in the sport then. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I work professionally in the sport as a coach and I'm a pole-level athlete, we'll call it, age group athlete. Yeah, hold on there a second if you don't mind, Steve, because I'm very keen to have a chat with you. I might try and call you back on, on WhatsApp, see if we can clean that line up a little bit because your comments are valuable to me. But we did talk last week with the build-up to Ironman uh, with Jim, very proud you all, man. Uh, he's back on the line on this Monday morning with much sadder news, of course, uh, following the deaths yesterday. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Neil. What's the atmosphere um, like in you all? I tell you, it's somber. It's very somber. Um a lot of heads down. I just came from a vigil for one of the for connections for one of the disease and may, may I offer to both families 
and their extended relations. My heartfelt condolences. Um, Yon is not a happy tone today. Were flowers being laid this morning, I believe? There were, there were flowers, a lot of flowers, you know, at the, at the entrance where the athletes, the swimmers, would exit the water and start their bike run. And it was horrendous, to, to say the least, below that, looking at these young and old relations. Um, were family members of the deceased there? Um, I, I, I'd say, I'd say um, yes. Mm. They'd be aunts, uncles. Um, I don't want to go too much into detail. But it's an awful, um, it is an awful tragedy, but not anything that the people of y'all should feel responsible for. We are not responsible. The organisers are not responsible for it. Not, look, you've had calls and texts all morning. Um, some are right, some are so very, very wrong by people that weren't there that don't know the setup. You got some professionals on there that know their stuff to a degree they were right. But the Iron Man is. I'd like exactly to have talked to Iron. I'd like to have talked to a spokesperson from Iron Man. I'd like to have talked to a spokesperson from the East County Council, but none of them are available there. You will, you, you see. There's a due process, Neil, as you know, in everything, everything, and there must be an inquiry. Let's let's not go here, there, and everywhere with us. Um, there's no ifs, there's no buts. What we'll talk, what what, what we should we talk about today is a, a weekend of joy, and it it, it was all that. If you if you were me all a Friday night and see two and a half thousand kids out in the wet and the wind, and they were absolutely loving it. They done their own, they got their medals, and the faces on those children are not cutting it, gave me a lift. I know, and I saw the videos, I had pals sending and me videos, I was sharing them, it was wonderful, I Saturday, saw Saturday, Saturday then, they were going around parading their medals, they were, they were as proud as punch. Um, I met an Italian competitor who was absolutely distraught a man in his 30s, that the, the half marathon was called off mm-hmm. on Saturday because he couldn't rearrange things for Sunday. His flight was out of Cork Airport at 12 o'clock yesterday. So he came over with nothing, away with nothing. Yeah, we sure we were in, there, was, there was a storm. It, there wasn't, you know... They, exactly, exactly. No, to no fault of Ireland. To Ireland. No, it's just the weather. We, we are not in control of ourselves. We're not in control of the weather. No, no, so, but the call from, from many people, not all of them, and this has absolutely nothing to do with y'all or the people who live in y'all and love their town, was that the swim should have been cancelled with the height of those waves yesterday. We're talk, I'm talking about Saturday. You can move to Sunday in two seconds. Right. Saturday it was called off because, because of Storm Betty. Right. Yeah. And it it done destruction down around here. Uh, some of the some of the the, the secondary roads where where the where the cycle was take, supposed to take place for the half marathon, uh, they were torn asunder. And and Cork County Council, involving New York County Council, done a fantastic job to get these roads up and running, and they did. Sunday morning, yesterday morning, I went to my post here in the Britain Road roundabout, helping the bikers, you know, just directing them the right route. There was, I was there with two guards, the crack was mighty, and about 8.15, 8.25 or something around that, 
the call came through, I think it was, it could be late, I forget, forgive me, I tell you now, the call came through that there was one swimmer on difficulty. I don't want to go in too much for it, but, but anyway, I filtered through the rest of the morning that he was deceased, he was deceased, the poor creator, he was deceased. And believe you me, Neil, I didn't want to be at my posting. I wanted to leave. I'm only one volunteer out of hundreds and hundreds to get to get this great event into your and open running. And every volunteer that I met after I went for a walk, when I finished my duty last night, I went for a walk. And every volunteer I met, they were distraught. And that's short to be you. I can blame management, Iron Man management, but I'm not going to. I'm not here to do that. I just want to say on behalf of you all, if, I, if I'm allowed to be on behalf of you all, my full condolences to the deceased. And, you know, I, I just don't know what else to say to you because well, we spoke... you know, in much happier occasions, the back end of last week, teeing up Iron Man and, you know... I have to say, though, I was just thinking about this earlier on, sports gets cancelled because of weather, like tennis gets cancelled, soccer. I think the City game against Waterford on Friday night was postponed to tonight. Cricket gets cancelled all of the time. Sailing gets cancelled. Ga, rugby gets cancelled. Horse racing gets cancelled all of the time because of weather. But yet, the swim, in what looked like horrendous sea conditions, did not get cancelled. And the call was made. The call was made not to cancel it. And whoever made that call, they must go before an inquiry. And but leave it take us progress, Neil. Leave it take us progress. Let's not today uh, focus on the negative today. Let's surround the families that's grieving. That's all I ask the people of Cork and and the rest of the country. Right. Uh, like I, I, Sky News had it last night. For God's sake, Sky News had it. You know. And, and all of a sudden, y'all is a bad place. No, it's not a bad to, place. It happened to I happen know, but, in y'all. But that's why I'm saying the news, the news, the, the news. The Sky News had a... So I think the presenter couldn't even pronounce y'all. I think he said Yogel or something, yeah. County Cock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, look, that's, that's neither here or there. I'm not worried about that. Let, let's, let's wrap our prayers and our thoughts today for the two families, please. And, 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 and we, 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 try, we try to get on with today and, 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 and hope tomorrow will be better. But... Oh. Okay. Again, okay. my con- my condolences to all involved, and and, and look, I, I can't say much more to you. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jim. We'll talk again. Thank you for your contribution the back end of last week, and uh, of course, uh, a different train of thought this morning after the tragedies. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106 Red FM. Okay. Back to the phone lines. See if Steve's line's any better. Steve, good morning. Hi, good morning. That's Hope much you better. So you, you're a coach and competitor. Did you compete yesterday? Yeah, so I was part of the full Ironman. Um, yeah, I travelled over. I'm based in the Middle East. So I travelled back uh, back home a couple of weeks ago so to take part. What did you make of it yesterday? Uh, it, I mean, uh, obviously when the, when the storm hit on, on Friday and then you saw the cancellation on Saturday, you were hoping for the best that the weather might calm down by Sunday morning. But... Um, you know, sea conditions were 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 far from ideal. Um, I, I mean, listened to some of the conversations so far, and I mean, I've competed in triathlon for many years now, and I'm obviously coaching athletes in it. And uh, I guess the first point is, if that was a normal uh, normal day, and you were going for a, a, a training session in the in the open water in the sea, 
you wouldn't be getting in the water in those conditions. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't train no, you people wouldn't. in those conditions. No, no, huh? no. You no, wouldn't no, feel no, you'd no. need to, is it? No, I, I mean, as a coach, if you put athletes in those conditions in a, in a training environment, it, it would be suicidal. You just wouldn't do it. Um, it's just too high risk. Um, and you wouldn't certainly get in yourself either. I mean, I'm competent enough swimmer, I'm like a, an age group uh, podium, we'll say a level athlete myself. And um, the effort that it, ta- it took yesterday to, to even get through that swim, I mean, I was, I was <laughs> heavily fatigued getting out of that water. And what about and, those, uh, and you're, you're seriously fit, professional, yeah. but what about those around you? What did you observe? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess first of all, they were. I, you you got the feeling when we were we were stood at the start that they were deciding what to do because conditions they could see conditions weren't ideal and uh, they started to change around the boys, the the formation, etc. And then the announcement came that basically all the the half Ironman athletes and all the full Ironman athletes will be doing 1900 meter swim, which is the normal half Ironman distance swim. Um, How many competitors uh, do you think if they had the half Ironman as well? Yeah, so there was. I think there was something around sixteen to eighteen hundred, somewhere in that region of half Ironman, and there was something around about, I guess, seven hundred to eight hundred full Ironman athletes. So there's over two and a half thousand. Yeah. So I mean, straight away when you had the cancellation on Saturday, which was necessary, um, and you were putting the seventy point three half Ironman athletes with the full Ironman on the morning, obviously in terms of uh, logistics and. And manpower and, and managing all that is going to be difficult. But uh, I mean, on a calm day, it would it's it's doable um, and and it's possible. But in a swim in in those conditions, um, probably a little bit of life and manpower out in the water to to be able to keep an eye on everything. But yet they but were even, helping people, and people were clinging yeah, to the canoes yeah, and of, to the kayaks. So of course, but no, no matter how much support you have in the water. In those conditions, you have all you see is tiny bobbing heads and hats. You know, you can't keep an eye on things. It's it's possible the the chop was so bad. You know, uh, I mean, normally in a situation like this, uh, people can. It's it basically comes down to a decision: we're going ahead with the swim or we're not. And then what's the format? And if you decide not to go ahead with the swim, it doesn't mean the event is cancelled. So I heard people talk about it should have been cancelled, etc. But it's not about cancelling the event. You still have a bike leg and a run leg. So what happens normally, they just cancel the swim if the conditions are, are very bad and it goes ahead with a bike and a run. Okay, you know? hold, hold that thought if you will. I hope you're in a position just to finish this conversation after 11. Now... Show, Red FM. I just want to finish my conversation with Steve. A big response this morning by phone, by text and by email to the tragedies in Ironman down in Yaw. But Steve, one interesting one, and of course you competed yesterday, I'll come back to that. Somebody texted me and said, I can't come on, but I've, I wanted to ask why the Coast Guard or the RNLI didn't call for the swim to be cancelled yesterday morning. Texter goes on to say, I did a half Ironman recently in Tremor and the swim was cancelled due to conditions being unsuitable. It was the Coast Guard that made the decision. Yes, it was disappointing for all the participants, but safety must come first. Uh, love the show, keep up the great work. Do you have thoughts on that, that maybe it was an independent body should call something like this? Yeah, but being honest, Neil, I wouldn't know the ins and outs of... of, of of that side of things, uh, whether it's between the Ironman management, um, local organisers, and, and and the Coast Guard who makes the call, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know for sure. So I won't comment 
comment on that. But I mean, it's obviously it's a it's a really sad occasion for those families that um, that are, that have been involved in it. Um, it was, you know, it is a huge event for y'all and the the people of y'all and everybody did a, a fantastic job of of running it. Um, and uh, you know, it's a. It's a and I don't want to take from problem. that. Don't get me wrong. Nobody does want to take from the efforts yeah. and the, you know, the anticipation and the excitement of the good people of y'all. It is very important to the community. When you were swimming, did you see other swimmers helping? You can't see anything, Neil. I mean, anybody that says any different. Uh, I think one of your callers there spoke about stopping in the water to look. I mean, we, even when we watched, so we watched for about thirty minutes. All the two thousand. 500 competitors, whatever it was, and the half Ironman go in. So we watched them go in and we watched what was going on. And you could see clearly some people obviously couldn't handle that, uh, the, like the condition. Some people were being dragged to the left with the current. Some people were just stopping and, and bobbing in the water trying to see. But all you, all you, when you're, when you're horizontal in the water, what you see standing outside is completely different to what you are, are witnessing when on you're horizontal water. in yeah. the water. Because yeah. When you raise your head normally to sight and clear or like the flat water, you can see a boy and you can see clearly and, and you do it as part of your swim stroke. But when you lift your head in those conditions, literally what you see is a wave just towering okay. over your head. So that would result in disorientation, not knowing yeah. where you're yeah. going. And, and, and what happens as well with swimmers, no matter how competent you are, all it takes is one elbow or somebody to swim over you which happens very often in in um, an Ironman and triathlon swims when you have hundreds and hundreds of people in the water people like are bumping into each other people get ducked people swim over you know it's uh, people grab ankles all sorts of things happen in the water at times hopefully you hope that you get to a swim where you don't encounter any of these issues but it, it's it, it happens but if it happens in choppy conditions like this extra panic sets in, you know, you might get a gulp of water and it's, it's very, very easy to lose your cool. So a lot of it in open water swimming is about being able to stay relaxed, handle what's thrown at you. And, you know, it's, it's not everybody has that either. And it, it takes a time to adapt and get used to those things. Okay. So at what stage then will the increasing deaths during Ironman, primarily in swimming, um, lead to changes within the Ironman structure where maybe uh, they might replace the swim with a vertical climb or something? Yeah, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, you know, because the the bottom line is uh, Ironman um, and triathlon is about swim, bike, run. And um, people, uh, I guess, when you sign up to these events, you, you, there's a risk. So that anytime you go in the water in a training session and swim in open water, there's a risk. Anytime you go on your bike, on, on, on roads, anywhere in the world, there's risk. Yeah, but some um, people, you know, there's risk behind the wheel of a car, for instance, but you must do yeah. proficiency tests for it and you must have a license, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the onus is always on the athlete and, uh, and the coach or club, etc., to try their best to make sure people are, are trained well Um that you have a firm understanding of uh, of open water skills and swimming and uh, how to handle a bike um, and running, your nutrition, how to keep hydrated, all these things that can try and mitigate those risks. But it, it's, just, it's part of the sport. But the, uh, you, what you find is people enter these events as well underprepared. Um, they don't have the training done and they, they try and take on an Ironman or half Ironman because of the challenge factor. But... 
they're they're not ready physically and maybe psychologically or they don't have these skills learned to, to help them get through the day as well and that happens um, and even I think just there a couple of weeks ago an Irish woman uh, passed away unfortunately in a swim in France in a triathlon in the lake swim um, I think it was the Alpe d'Huez triathlon I don't know the reasons why but it is common um, around the world in Ironman events and especially in the swim I think you had the stats earlier where there, there, there are um, deaths in the, in the swim. Well up to 2021 of the 171 yeah. deaths 122 of them were during the swim yeah. Uh, mostly yeah. drowning, some heart attacks. That would lead me yeah. to believe that, you know, yeah. um, far be it for me to be encouraging people not to do Ironman, but it sounds as if the swimming leg is the most treacherous one. But it, 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 but it probably isn't. I would imagine probably the marathon would be the, tough, the toughest part. Yeah, you know what? There's risk in all of them. I think the big issue with the swim is a lot of people potentially aren't prepared for either the distance because it's 3.8 kilometres. That's a long, long swim or they're not um, prepared, we'll say, psychologically and, and physically to handle just the... It's, it, it's rough and bust. There's a rough and tuffle involved in the swim, you know. It's, you have hundreds and hundreds of people going out together and it gets quite aggressive. And, um, you know, like I said, you between either... If it's a very cold water temperature, people can suffer in that. It's hard to breathe. Or if somebody swims over them or they get an elbow and the shock of that in, the, in an open water... Uh, or you get a gulp of water, all these little things, you, you can panic. And uh, when you're out in the sea, uh, it's, there's nothing to grab onto, you know, and it, it's difficult. And in a normal, we'll say, a calm conditions, you'd be told to kind of try and lie on your back and put up your hand. And they were. Somebody will come to you. But in these conditions yesterday, I mean, there's no, you can't lie on your back. You're just going to be covered and the waves are just going to come over your head. You're going to swallow water and it's worse. So if you find yourself in that um position in the swim yesterday um, I mean you know, there's nothing you can do really You're, I mean, there's going to be people swimming around you and swimming over you I mean it's uh, the bottom line is coming back to the decision beforehand is this is it feasible to do this swim safe or not and then and, um, your opinion is not well I, my opinion yesterday is uh, there's no way I mean like I said as, as, as I'm personally as a coach if I went down to a training session and we had a sea conditions like that, we're not getting in the water. There's no way. And I wouldn't put myself in the water um, to swim in those conditions. So would you speculate as to, can you speculate at all as to why it continued then? Uh, I, I can't. I can't really. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know. Okay. I mean, for me, even if everybody was down at the seafront and it was decided last minute that oh, we can't do this, you take everybody back to transition, you get all the wetsuits. Yeah, I know people might be happy about it, etc. and you just do the bike and the run. Um, and you've, you've mitigated the risk of what could have potentially happened or what did happen. But it's not a well, true Ironman then, you see. It's, of course, you'll have, you'll have you're going to have, you'll hear two sides of the story on the radio. You'll hear this, you know, what I'm saying right now, and then you'll hear the story from the hardcore competitors that say, you know, you sign up for this, You've got to be ready for the conditions, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, even the most hardcore of us yesterday getting in those waters, you were nervous and there was anxiety there because you were watching what was going on with the other people. And you were like, oh, my God. I mean, we stood in the the start. We watched those 2,400 people go in. And I was on the front line, actually, of the Ironman guys about to go in. And we, we were standing there looking at each other just going, what are we looking at here? This is just carnage. So you're in the front line makes you elite then, doesn't it? 
we're we're no we're age groupers, so but we're we'll say the amongst the the better age groupers, yes, overall okay. in terms of yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean whether you're uh, you whatever you call yourself a top age grouper or a top swimmer, etc. Anybody going in that water yesterday, there's there's risk whether you're a pro okay. athlete or you're an age group athlete. Okay. 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 Listen, thank you for that. I do appreciate you coming on this morning. Uh, safe trip back to from whence you came. Where where did you come from? Uh, Dubai. Is that is that home for you now? Work and everything. Yeah, yeah, home now for the last uh, four years in Qatar. Last year and um, the last spent the last year now in Dubai. So that's uh, that's home for now. What do you do? Do you mind me asking? Uh, so I'm a performance consultant in, um, in in sports. So previously I would have worked with Athletics Ireland, the Irish Federation, and uh, Pentathlon Ireland a bit as well. And uh, yeah, I moved to Qatar for four years. I worked in Aspire Academy there as head endurance coach, and now I'm in, uh, running my own business in, in Dubai. Well, somebody there recently who said that everybody who turns 18 in Qatar gets a million euro interest-free loan from the government. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> They they get special privileges if you're uh, so you, it's not necessarily being born in Qatar. So if you're a foreigner and you're born in Qatar, say an Irish person has a child, you don't get a Qatar passport and you're not a Qatar uh, honorary Qatar national. It's if you're born from a uh, international family that's uh, Qatari, and they get given privilege of they get land and they get some money and yeah yeah some money uh, I heard it was a million so bucks if you're born into a, if you're born into born into a Catery family you're, you're, you're okay for life chalk it down what if you didn't <laughs> what if you don't pay the loan back <laughs> uh, yeah it probably doesn't matter to, to some of those banks over there at times isn't it amazing? Nice one. Yeah. Cheers, my man. Thanks for taking the no call. Worries. Mind yourself and congratulations on yesterday. In spite of the perils uh, and the tribulations of taking into the water, as you so correctly described. Text 0868 Do you mind if I just do some texts on this? Because I, I just need to, because of other things that I wish to do this morning. I appreciate everybody who got in touch and I'm happy to come back to it again at some later stage. But... A lot of texts on it for now, just ahead of the ad break. Unfortunately, people die in in all walks of life. People have died running the London Marathon, and it hasn't been cancelled. As has happened with events for thousands of years, people have died at football matches, and they haven't been cancelled. It's a horrendous tragedy, but the event was too big to cancel. Uh, meanwhile, it is shocking that the event continued after two men died. Selfish of the organisers. Clearly, the family of the men were not important enough. Um, that's harsh, I think. I think everybody is, is grieving and, and feeling for those that lost their lives and their families. I know the criticism of the event going ahead and that. In some people's eyes, it shouldn't have gone ahead because of the choppy waters. I totally get both sides. In Ironman records, no matter where it takes place in any country, unfortunately, fatalities often are common. Condolences to those. I think the mood needs to be lifted a bit. The training and dedication that went into this was unbelievable. The volunteers in Yall welcomed everyone and made this a memorable event. There was a storm on Friday night and the people of Yall opened their homes and their mobile homes to campers. The GAA halls opened up their doors for shelter. Let's highlight this please. I I met a lot of campers in a coffee shop on Saturday and they were blown away by the kindness of all the people of Yaw. I'd like to hear more about that, actually, that the people of Yaw were so welcoming that they actually gave refuge to people in their homes and their mobile homes and their campers uh, and the GA opened and they fed them and gave them hot drinks and things like that. That's a wonderful thing. Maybe worth touching base with the Kinsale RNLI for a positive swimming result. I understand Kinsale, RNLI and members of the public in Kinsale recovered a swimmer from the Dock Beach area yesterday. 
with positive results. Y'all isn't the right place for an Ironman. It's too wide open. Last year was a fluke weather-wise. This year and 2019 were the normal conditions you'd expect in August in Y'all. We holidayed in Y'all all our lives and it's never calm in that sea. Ah, come on. I have seen it flat calm. I can't recall the times of the year, but you're saying that it wouldn't be, it would be inclement for August. Very sad about the two men. One had underlying conditions, though. Why in the name of God would that man have gone into the horrendous water yesterday? The water event should have been stopped. What difference would it have made to cancel the whole event? What difference would it have made to cancel the whole event? All the people who came into Ireland already had flights and accommodation all booked. Everyone's very sad about the deaths and indeed their families. The race easily could have been stopped. It's rubbish to say otherwise. Organisers further along the route could have told them, stop. Just because they put in a lot of training shouldn't mean that you don't pay respect to the deceased. It's shocking. Uh, I'm no meteorologist, but most people know that storms and full moons affect tidal movements and currents. They cause chaos in nature. I actually thought on Saturday it would be cancelled also on the Sunday. One can't play with Mother Nature, you know. Rest in peace to the two victims, says Eilish in County Waterford. There are numerous deaths every year on the Isle of Man TT races, and nobody looks for that to be called off. Anybody who's willing to put their body through the hardship of an Ironman should be willing to accept the consequences. There are pages of these, just another few and maybe some more a little later on. Sorry, Neil, but it's not time to take a break from this tragedy. It would not bring back the victims. May they rest in peace, says Sean. No, I appreciate that. And there are many, many texts and I will endeavour to come back to them. I promise you that. Cannot give too many details as I work at the event. Of course, this is tragic for those two guys, RIP. But every competitor is well aware of the huge risks taken on such a demanding event. This is a gruelling competition, a massive challenge, both physically and mentally. This event is huge to you all and the greater Cork area. Despite the tragedy, it was a huge event for Cork. Uh, I remember this day last year, people were ringing in about going on about the fact that there was no RTE coverage of the event. Well, they got world national coverage this year with the sad loss of the two men. It sounds to me like it should never have gone ahead. Uh, There had to have been strong winds down there as well as everything else yesterday. Neil, I was a lifeguard. You said that they can't have boats because of the propellers, but they could have used jet skis with foam mats behind on them. On jet skis, the propellers aren't exposed and they have the power to get over the waves, more so the canoes and paddleboards. I will will bow to your professional... Um, you know, opinion on this as a lifeguard. Lifeguard, you will know an awful lot more than me. You are right. Perhaps jet skis could have been used. They might have been more effective than canoes and indeed um, paddle boards. But the point I was making that you would not put a rib. I have a rib. It's got a big 100 horsepower engine in the back of it and it's got a propeller on it that would just absolutely and I know it's a Monday morning, forgive me for saying that, it would tear you to shreds if you got anywhere near it at all. In fact, if you get too near to it at all, you will be sucked into it. That's the reason why I'm saying ribs wouldn't work. Listening to these whingers this morning about the Ironman, you'd wonder what this country, why this country can't get big events. I think the athletes know what they're getting into. We have too many snowflakes in this banana republic. Thank you for those, and I will come back to them. Actually, just on the point of snowflakes, uh, snowflakes, or just maybe even changing horses midstream. Do you see that story that's making the news this morning? We should give it an old spinneroonie, actually. Queen's fat bottom girls. Um, apparently, um, it's not necessarily cancelled. I mean, it's still available on pressings of Queen's greatest hits. But by all accounts, fat bottom girls. 
who used to make the world go round and round are no longer considered one of Queen's greatest hits, prompting speculation that they have been cancelled. Apparently, the single has been dropped from... there. There's a new version of the album released for kids. I'll say no more about it than that. It's an app and everything like that, and the kids get it, and it's got loads of different music on it, and Paul McCartney's an investor in it. But that Queen song has been banned from it and taken from it. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Uh, heap big woman, you make a bad boy out of me. Some of the lyrics from it. But what always strikes me as amazing is that they would cancel fat bottom girls, but the platform for music to children has left Bohemian Rhapsody on it, despite lyrics like, Mama just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. I think they cancelled the wrong song. I, think, I don't think they should be cancelling any of the songs, to be totally honest with you. I mean, seriously. I mean, I always, I always you are thought, preaching to the converted, I, I, my friend. I always thought Fat Bottom Girls was like an an homage to to different shaped bodies of women that they were in this bicycle race, this naked bicycle race. Totally, and they were going but past the song was, Freddie is saying that uh, Fat Bottom Girls makes um, him think bad thoughts. For God's sake! As if bad thoughts don't exist. Sex you're is telling most, me you yeah. see you like you're telling me as a man or a woman that you don't see an attractive man or woman and you don't think kitching. Yeah, well, like, it's, it's, it's human that's, nature. That's human nature. Yeah. That's, that's sort of stuff should be celebrated. I seriously wonder because you know what? And it, 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 there's a lot of people that aren't going to like this, but you know we talk about like the transgenderism and we talk about sexual liberty and we talk about you know like it should go both ways. Well, exactly. That's the way I feel. Like if you're uh, talking about having open conversations with young people about sex well, and you know all that kind of stuff, then you turn around and say, oh, well, we can't have fat bottom girls because it might offend some people. Well, I see. An awful lot of oversized models now um, being used on television advertising, on billboards, and even mannequins. So yep. that that is readdressing the balance that not everybody has the perfect so-called figure. Maybe there is no such thing as the perfect figure. But when it impe- when it impedes on music, that's another story yeah, entirely. There are fat bottom girls. Like what's, what's what's wrong? What's wrong with being a fat bottom girl or looking at a fat bottom girl? It's and the song is like it's a cracking song. Um, it is one of Queen's greatest hits like in terms of statistically it is so to take it out of the album I mean like it's ridiculous ridiculous. but then you have like then you have like you know like Kendrick Lamar and I Uh, love Kendrick Lamar right I love his music but some of his lyrics you know you talk talk about choppers and you know well I think the lyrics of what kids are listening to nowadays and the over sexualization of music can't be any worse than than, than fat bottom girls you know what I mean it's 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 light by comparison anyway your thoughts are welcome on that text 0868104106 I just mentioned it in passing back after the break talk to Neil Prenderville now 0818104106 Cork's Red FM. I keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Back to them throughout the course of the morning and indeed again tomorrow. Listen, you know the family passes we're giving away all summer long. It continues again this week. I'm kind of doubling up a bit this week in the sense that I'll be giving away more than one. Says he rapidly racing through August and trying to get everything done before the want of a better term, the summer is over. So this morning we have family passes for Monkey Maze. I'll tell you more about that just before midday and also for the West Cork Model Railway Village. We've got three family passes for Monkey Maze. We have five family passes to take yourself down to Clonakilty, so the West Cork Model Railway Village. More about that 
in a few minutes' time. But you know how we're often talking about the generos- the generosity of Cork people in times of need. I came across a lovely story, actually, and it had to do with Bunburger in Ballincollig. Now, there is a Bunburger connection also to Richie, who was on the air with me recently. And if you're not following him on Instagram, you should be at Richie's Food and Nature, where he goes on a, on a mission uh, to check out all of the different food from different restaurants and takeaways across Cork. It's very, it's fabulous. I ended up going caught up on it again at the weekend and watch video after video after video. Uh, how the guy is still alive is beyond me. But there is a connection between Richie and Zolt, who is the co-owner of Bunburger in Ballincollig. But he noticed recently, Zolt, um, that um, the lads uh, out at the Kinsale Road roundabout where the ambulance service is based were in need of a little bit of TLC. So let me start with that start part of the conversation. Zolt, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Incidentally, you recently needed the ambulance service, or at least some time ago, because you were in um, a car accident or something. Was that right? So, yeah, it was something like that, yeah. But, like, um, the whole story is actually start a good few, like a good few months back, okay? So, actually, the restaurant, when I was working, um, the city centre has to be closed down. So, I was actually showing my CD to the guard station and the fire brigade. And they has own own um, carvery, um, so it is actually lovely a lovely hot food served for the workers. Yeah. And they they was full. They done looking for chefs. So um, I actually uh, take my turn to the ambulance station to the Kinsale Club uh, roundabout. And the guys over there, they told me they have the beautiful kitchen, but they never actually cook in there because the the council don't have the money to give um, chefs um, and staff members to cook for them. So the kitchen so, is unused there, although it's a perfect it's kitchen. It's brand facility. new. Exactly. They are brand new, but they never used. Not even made um, a roast in there. <laughs> okay, but the guard stations would. Would they are? The fire stations would, would they? Yeah. So the guard station has a private kitchen there. And um, what's that called? The fire brigade has own kitchen. Okay. Itself. So you went on a bit of a mission to help them out because they, you know, other than that, they got to go out and get food or bring in a sandwich or whatever the case may be. Yeah, so, well, I actually, when I, when I went there and I've actually tried to give my CV there and I talked to these good, uh, good few um, very nice people there, they actually said, oh, we really appreciate your CV, but, like, we, we, can't, we can't hire any chefs or any staff member or because they are, like, literally no money for that. Because the ambulance workers, they are actually picking on the shift, leave the station at 8 a.m. and until uh, 9, 8 p.m. that's on, on the road, um, is actually in the car. So, well, I don't think so. it's fair, you know, that the fire brigades, and uh, that, don't get me wrong, they, they deserve that. So the guard, the guardies and the fire brigades have Totally, yeah, but if the fire stations have it and guard stations have it, then certainly I, mean, I 100% agree the ambulance service, the main base is at Kinsale Road and they have a kitchen. So what are you, what are you planning? So I'm actually planning to, I actually went there and I talked with, I talked with a couple of guys there and they are very happy to, actually I want to give away like 10 burgers and chips and um, for the workers. And I actually really want to ask other takeaways or restaurants who actually want to help um, for the ambulance workers to like weekly bring some food for them, you know, or just try to support them. And also with Bamberger, um, we actually offering um, the ambulance workers who who's in duty, we're giving a nice discount and we take the order from them priority. 
so they actually that has to be wait like three four minutes for a food. So they get it. They get discounted food added also to the wonderful news that you're going to be delivering food for, to them yeah. and would like other restaurants, cafes, and takeaways to do the same. Well, yeah, if they has a position to do that and support for the support ambulance workers, I'm really happy to to just like. Like I'm actually what I'm gonna do. I actually monthly I wanna bring in hamburger and chips for them, and some uh, nice uh, drinks, and um, and hopefully other takeaways or coffee shops are. We'll are get on board and do likewise. Yeah, yeah. I hope now then, that when you're delivering food, you're gonna be delivering the flaming Richie. Yes, yes. Hopefully they. they <laughs> like oh, if the man, the man himself food. is here, flaming Richie himself. <laughs> Morning, Rich. All right, Neil, how are you, brother? I, I saw one of your videos, my friend, at the weekend. You were chatting with the lads from Bunburger. It's still their biggest seller, is it? It is, yeah. Jolt, he's a legend. He's an absolute legend. I'm looking forward to going. I'm going to be going with him down to the, to the ambulance um, place as well, delivering the food with him. Now, yeah, literally, I just, I just asked him to, like, because, like, like, so many people don't know from Richie, he's actually supporting... Uh, Supporting with charities, and um, but he never put it on the on the social media. I never saw any of that side of Richie, to be honest with you. He no, do. yeah, he do, he do. Yeah, but sure, look, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, do, uh, am I allowed to speak what I'm on for? No, now, and, and there is because there is a connection between the two. Yes, you are helping Zolt, and you're calling other others to help also with regards to the ambulance service. But you yeah. you you want to help a family whose breadwinner has been knocked for six with them with uh, motor yeah. neuron disease. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Brian O'Loughlin's family. Um, it was actually my sister got in touch with me about it, and uh, I, I know a lot about the disease. It's it's terrible, and um, basically. What I'm doing is I'm selling uh, uh, promotions on my videos for 350 euro. I'm after getting about five of them now already to do. Um, Decent Munch now, um, the credit union and Balling colleague, they're after putting up the money already straight away. Um, and there's another few coming in now as How well. How will it work though? Because 350 by five is the bones of 16, 1700 euro. That's a good start. But how will, you will raise this money. How will you raise it? Is it sponsoring a visit and a trip you do to a takeaway or a restaurant? Yes, is it? no. Well, it, it would either be for a restaurant to come and uh, review them or it would, I'm going to do cooking videos as well. And I would mention that the video is sponsored by whatever company wants to be uh, wants to do the sponsor, it gets, you know, I get over a million views a week. Really? So it'll be a big... Really? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So it'll be a massive promotion for him, like... That's insane numbers, up. isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. I get over a million most weeks. You know the one I saw recently? <laughs> Go on. You had some guy down from Dublin and you did a food challenge. Uh, you were on oh, the clock. Oh, yeah, Conor Ryan, yeah. Outside, uh, outside the Golden Fry. That poor misfortune of Dublin have never had a chance against you. Well, I tell you, no, it's we actually were doing a series. It's actually three all, Neil. <laughs> that man can put away food. <laughs> not, sure, not as good as Chipper, no, with me. When though. is the final if it's three all? <laughs> 
Um, well, we're, we're, we're still getting more places on board now and uh, it'll probably be in the next few <laughs> weeks anyway. No, the one then I went on to you, you were dissing somebody's gravy. You don't hold back like, in fairness to you. Oh, no, definitely not, definitely not. But it gives places a chance to improve as well. You do, I'm you pl- go back sometimes. I saw a video where you said, I've gone back again, I think it was a Chinese, just to give them the yeah. benefit of the doubt, but they failed yeah, the second you know, time. <laughs> that's because my sisters attacked me about that. It, it, they actually love the place. But it's it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> oh, but no, seriously. But Neil, you want to... You you yeah. yeah, go ahead. Just one more thing I want to say. Um, I'm in the roundy at half six on Thursday night. So basically what it is, is Cork Podcast Festival. So basically I'm on a fella's podcast and he's going to be asking me questions. It's 10 euro to get in on the door and I'm donating all the money to... Uh, Brian O'Loughlin's family. And how as well. is Brian though? I mean, it is a cruel disease. Yeah, he's um. Well, he can't work anymore, Neil. Yeah. You know that yeah. that that just kind of says it all. It's a very very bad thing to happen to anybody, and it's um. Has he young kids? He does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very and, sad. And I I think one is doing leaving cert. Uh, and I think his wife actually is his full-time care. I don't, I don't want to dwell too much on his personal no, it circumstances. Is, yeah. No, it is. No, they don't, they don't mind at all. They don't mind at all. They just need as much help, you know, and the people at Cork are brilliant. And what? Um, you know the money. Is that, like, a lot of the time it's to adapt the home, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's for, you know, like, future living costs as well, Neil, like, you know. Like, there, there's, there's nobody working. I, I, he won't be going back to work, like. I know. No, no, I was just, I was just reading be, that, you know, nobody. yeah, yeah. Adapt the living there's, environment for wheelchair accessibility, you know. That is, that as well, that as well. But, you know, also, like, there's, there's going to be nobody working in the house, do you know? Okay. It's okay. awful, it's awful. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just doing what I can from now at the moment, so. So if people want to get involved in this fundraiser, and God well, knows I'm, I couldn't I'm think of doing, a better one. Uh, Neil, you know I love my grub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a 24-hour fast as well this Saturday. So I'm going to be starting at 7 o'clock on Saturday. I'm going to stay awake for the whole 24 hours, and it's going to be all live on Facebook. I'm going to have my Revolut um, Iban on the, the actual live so I'm going to name every single person that donates and every single cent will be transferred over to Brian's family's bank account then as well. Ah, that's fabulous. Have you ever gone 24 hours without food? <laughs> Have Never. you ever gone a Saturday night without takeout? <laughs> Never. I don't think I have anyway, no. <laughs> so, th- so there's an awful lot going on here, isn't there? we got Zolt wanting to do what he wants to do at Bunburger for the yeah. ambulance service. Um, yeah. and, and then you want to help him out with that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you also... So what, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So what, what we're going to do is actually, um, I ask uh, Richie and Sarah, um, and so we actually make a night with as well about that when we bring the food and... Um, and um, it's just like it's just like very nice to someone, you know, just helping other people. And uh, also back to the back to the back to Richie. So when he actually coming out and promoting the Bamberger, he actually called a good few families, and he actually paid six or seven burgers. I think yeah, six or seven burgers he paid to give away for the family who actually coming to try the burger. All so right, yeah. The, flame, yeah, like the flaming Richie. They were my followers. Yeah. They were my followers, Neil. I was just um, 
just giving a little bit, bit back to them, that's all. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, okay, so if people want to get involved, right, whether it's in yeah. a, a cafe or a restaurant or a takeaway to get food to the ambulance to space. On. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Neil, yeah. They can get in touch with you, Zolt, I guess, right, directly? Well, well, yes, or just bring it, bring it to the food for the, for the station because, well, uh, I don't think so it's fair, you know, the ambulance workers have to get the lunchtime in the car and also the dinner time in the okay. car. Okay, well, let's, let me encourage people to text if they're in the same kind of business as you to see if they'll get on board to help you out. You're certainly going to be delivering. And let's see if people will text if they've got a business that also wants to do a few runs. Text 0868104106. But you have a lot going on, Richie, right? You've got the 24-hour fast going on. You've got the, yeah. you got the podcast Neil, on Thursday night. Can, can I just say, if any restaurants out there that want their food promoted, once it's nice, no, because I'll still be honest about <laughs> I was going to ask you that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell them to get in touch. You can ask Jolty what my videos actually do. Um, yeah. places are yeah. up the walls like the Golden Frino was out the door for the last couple of weeks over my review there um, Did so it have a huge benefit get... to your business at Bunburgers Old? Well like to be honest um, when Richie came out and tried a burger we actually opened at uh, four weeks okay and um, we expecting the sales what we actually making this week or last week um, I'm just saying I don't want to say numbers but these numbers is meant to be come true in two years' time, not in four months' time. You know? I know like, that's incredibly fast. Then well, the numbers because like I'm I'm chef now over. People know years, I'm honest, <laughs> so I can see how the business grows usually. But but this is ridiculous, crazy. Like I mean, like I'm literally the second day, third day, I'm sold out. Ah, uh, that's like, fantastic. That's the power and, of online uh, and the power and, of his followers. So Richie, where where have you got your your sites set on next? Have you tried the pie guys yet inside the English market? I actually haven't, no, I actually haven't, and it looks good. What about the Marina Market? Have you gone down there and yeah, cast I've, your... Yeah, I've done loads down there, I've done loads down there. But um, I'm actually going down there again on Saturday. There's a, a hot sauce place down there that's actually going to be sponsoring a video as so, well. Okay. So they're, they're putting up 350 as well for the family. Okay, so give me a contact as to where people can go to help if they want to be part of your fundraiser for Brian O'Loughlin and his family. Right, so I have an email address, richiesfood1 at gmail.com. Richiesfood1 at gmail.com. Or else on Instagram, yeah. TikTok? On Instagram, Richie's Food and Nature. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. Let's leave it for a few days and see how it's going, and we'll revisit again just to update. How and about me, that? Yeah. I just want to say thanks very much. Thanks very much for uh, having us on. Not at all. Uh, the family really appreciate it, and you're a sound man. And you are too. Look after yourself, lads. Great to catch up. Okay, Thanks don't be strangers. Come Thank back you. to me in a few days' time. Let's see how it's going. Thank you to Zolt at Bunburger and the one and only Richie from Richie's Food and Nature. You really need to start some and watching some of his videos. They're absolute gas. They're very entertaining. The Neil Brenderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Ah, yes, and if life wasn't bad enough, lads, I've got more bad news news for you this morning. It's official. Apparently, women are better at parking than men. And we always had those jokes about women in parallel parking, and it's absolute rubbish, apparently. Men are much more likely to have a prang, while females are better at manoeuvring their cars into tight spaces. Um, I suppose women are good at getting in, and men are probably also very bad at getting out of tight spaces. But one in five men confessed to being involved in a collision or a prang when parking in the last year, compared with... 
Remember now, five, one in five is 20% of men saying they've had a prank compared to 14% of women. What is that telling you as such, though, point of fact, Your Honour? Uh, through the chair, etc., etc. Here's, here's what it's telling me: is that women aren't telling the truth. <laughs> women aren't admitting this. That's what it's telling me too. Because they can lie with a very straight oh, face, whereas God. a man, you can tell when he's lying. No, we well. need we need Claire to balance this out. This is this is way too. Uh, this is the research. This is, this you you is can't very... argue with it. They've come out with the research. Many drivers, especially men, are struggling to get into spaces, resulting in accidents that's impacting their insurance premiums. Can you know? parallel park? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't mind a car that automatically does it for me, but I'm a yeah. fine parker. Okay, that's good. All yeah. right, yeah. yeah, that's fair it's enough. The alloys it's, you have to look after. Oh, the the curbing. I'm I'm alloys. I'm awful for that. Oh my god. I I wouldn't count that as a prank though. I haven't hit anybody like. So no, I once hit, it, you <laughs> prefer to hit someone else than damage your alloys. I though, did once hit the station manager in a station I used to work for. I reversed into this car, well, and he was very good about it. So I am. Why did you own up? Why did you own up? I have to own up to these things. Although I'm very, I'm very bad. Like I was down to Celtic Ross yesterday, and I found a tenor in the toilet floor, and I handed it into reception. Like you think you just hold? I came back and I said, "Why don't you just hold on to it?" I said, oh, "Bad karma." She said, "Oh, forget, it's only a tenor. Just hold on to it." For yeah, but you'll get good luck from that. I'm now. hoping now that. Yeah, happen, you're gonna. Yeah. Something's gonna happen. As you pass it on. So. Hopefully, yeah. I don't hit anybody in the car. <laughs> anyway, the research is out, lads. Your thoughts on a welcome. Women are better parkers than men. Text 0868104106. Can I just do a quick call here? There may well be a little bit of a time delay on this one, but Ian Jeffrey, uh, to the best of my knowledge, is please tell me he's in Australia somewhere, isn't he? He's down in I don't know which one of the cities. I'm sure he told me himself. Morning, Ian. Are you in Perth, is it? I'm in Perth, Neil. I am indeed. How goes it, my man? So what, what time is it there? Sometime at night, sometime, is it? Uh, quarters of seven now, pretty much. That's not too bad. It's not, um, it's not a, a bad time of the day to be calling somebody, um, particularly when I'm told that you are just releasing onto the market Sir Henry's Irish Stout. Is that right? That is that is correct. We actually launched it on St. Patrick's Day here in Perth and we won a gold uh, medal at the Perth Beer Awards only about a month ago. Is that what you so do? Are you brew- a brewer of alcoholic beverages? Absolutely not really. I actually served my time I served my time as a mechanic in uh, the garage on South Terrace as how I started originally and then I came out to Australia and worked in the mines for eight years. And like every good Irishman, wanted to start my own brewery and make a stout. <laughs> I think you left out a line there. You worked in the mines for eight years, made an awful lot of money, and then decided yeah, to well, open yeah, your own brewery. Is that more accurate? <laughs> yeah, that's probably pretty accurate, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so Sir Henry's um, Irish Stout, is, is it a nod to your days as a jock or a clubber or what? Um, so my uncle Rick and myself came up with the name last year in July when I was back in Ireland because we had launched the Lager and then we were thinking we should do something a bit of an Irish heritage, an iconic brand. And Sir Henry's popped into our heads. He used to go there. I'm good mates with CBG. I'm trying to get CBG to come out in February to do a Sir Henry's reunion night to launch the stout here again in a club called Metro City. Uh, we have great, uh, Shane from uh, Fish Go Deep keen to come out as well so we're trying to organise that at the moment as well really just bringing back that nostalgia like I'm actually too young to have ever gone to Sir Henry's unfortunately but it was always got that hype and uh, you know that years and years of nostalgia that I wanted to try and keep, keep alive I guess you know Yeah well I'm a lot older than you and I can remember the original Henry's which was more of a rock <laughs> venue at the time with kick-ass burgers and it was more kind of Dylan and, and Seeger and, and rock and maybe a bit of folk and traddy kind of stuff it was really ultra cool before it became a big kind of uh, a big club as, as many people remember in the 90s but your stout what is it actually have you done blind tasting on it and everything? 
Um, but the blind tasting on it, it, it is actually tasting better than Guinness in Perth, and I'm not just saying that. <laughs> um, we've, we've managed to make it less bitter, lighter bodied, and we can actually have it colder than Guinness over here as well, because obviously Australia is a bit warmer, and it's doing extremely well. Um, but but you've put it in a can, a man. It's in a can, but mainly we have it on tap. It's mainly on tap. It's um, it's it's like the can is expensive to do in Australia because there's not that many other Irish stouts or the stouts with nitrogen. So we're doing it on tap mainly. We just did an event over the weekend called Froth Town. There was 80 breweries there. Ours was the only nitro beer, which is a stout, um, and we just had lined up all the weekend. We couldn't get enough of it through, which was fantastic. I think that's brilliant. But are you are you going to yeah. roll it out here though, or what's the deal? Well. My uncle actually owns Thompson's on McCurtain Street, so they have a small microbrewery in the back. So I have been hassling him, and he's also the owner of Luigi Malone, so I'm hassling him to try and make our lager and our stout to try and get that around Cork as well, which would be fantastic. Oh, my God. So, so um, he's, we, are, he's, we, we are. He's busy. Actually, because you're the Jeffries family, right? But there's also correct, the correct, connection yeah. to the Mulvihills, um, who had... Correct. So you say you served your, in your time, and the, was the Jeffries had the Lee Garage, was it? That's it, right, Jeff Rampton Jeffrey on South Terrace. That would have been where, where back in the 30s, I guess, would it? No, uh, South Terrace is still there. Um, no, no, I mean when it opened. Oh, sorry, opened, yeah. It opened in 1936 on um, Merchant's Key, and then it moved to South Terrace, I think, in the 50s or 60s. Pretty sure. Amazing, isn't it? Um, so there's, there's a bit of history there as well. And um, obviously there were Luigi Malone's and Thompson's and all that. So And they have a microbrewery in the back. They so do. I've been into Thompson's. Our- I've seen the food, eaten yeah. the food and I've seen the array of, of, of all of their own beers and lagers and IPAs. So I don't think you'll have any problem if, you, if you're if you paying the flight for CVG. Put them up in an old hostel or something for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, uh, he's keen. They're, they're definitely keen. We're just going to try and lock it in. So that's going to happen probably mid-February. Uh, if we can pull it off, which would be fantastic, you know, just to bring a couple of cork acts down. There's, there's a, a bit more Irish starting to come out to Perth again now since uh, passing of the COVID, hopefully. Um, so we're trying to keep that uh, going. And like Irish nights here are just fantastic. Everyone comes up and supports them. Even Thursday night, we had the Whistling Donkeys down, down here recently. We had the Sir Henry <laughs> sponsoring it. And uh, have you, do you know the Whistling Donkeys? I no. actually didn't realize who they were. Just they came here, but they're, they're huge. They're huge everywhere else. And... Um, so we had them down here. We sponsored them with the Sir Henry Stout, and it was a huge night. I think it was two thousand Irish there on a Thursday night for three hours. It was fantastic. So All right. Well, look, if if I had more time, we could spend half an hour chatting. But I need to clip ahead. I need to go down <laughs> to the Rosetree. But I want to congratulate you on Sir Henry's Irish Stout. Do stay in touch if there are any updates. All right. Absolutely, will do indeed. Thanks very much. Cheers for now. Good luck to you down in Perth. Cheers. Ian Jeffrey by phone. Text 0868104106. Just very quickly, I want to wish all of the very best of luck in the whole wide world to the Cork Rose, Kate Shocknessy, because tonight is the first of the two sections of the Rosa Tralee proper. And I think I've managed to get maybe 60 to 90 seconds with her on our really busy and maybe nervy day. Anyway, Kate, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? How are you feeling? Never mind about me. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, very, very excited. Can't believe the day is finally here. What will today be like now? Are you on stage tonight or tomorrow night? I am on stage tonight. I am the very first. I am opening um, tonight. Oh, how does that happen? Is that like drawing the short straw or what? No, no, no. um, It's not. Not at all. It's a a huge honour to be opening tonight. Um, So, yeah, I'm live in the MTU 
Um, so we were going through rehearsals and I've just finished mine. Um, oh, there's been rehearsals yeah, already this morning. Everything is very yeah, heavily yeah. choreographed then, is it? No, not at all. But, you know, we plan, like, if we're walking out stage and whether we slip on our shoes yeah, or, you yeah. know, we get to meet Catherine and stuff, make sure everything is perfect. So, um, yeah. And what have the last perfect. week or 10 days been like? I'd say frenetic. Oh, mental. Absolutely mental. Um, but very exciting. Very, very exciting. And getting to know the girls is just an unbelievable experience um, from start to finish, honestly. Um, as you can probably hear by my voice. <laughs> We've done lots of... You'll need that voice things. tonight. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, it's a bit hoarse and it usually is, but... Um, no, yeah, a cup of berries tea will sort you out there, Kate, yeah, don't you worry. I tried that and the honey and the lemon and everything, but no, uh, it doesn't seem to be coming back, but sure what harm. Any bit of a... Per- There's usually a performance, but it's like trying to get blood out of a stone with regards to whether you guys will tell us. Are you a musical person or what do you no. do? No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not performing on the night. Um at all no I've no performance so it's just a chat well it'll be your personality to get you through isn't it yeah yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Did you grow up with the Rose of Tralee in the house? I did. I did. Yeah. My parents are both from Tralee originally, um. So we and we have a mobile home just twenty minutes outside Tralee. So we were always attending the festival. Oh, you were always um, there. Would it have been times yeah. when you were a kid in the dome? Did your parents did? They're from Tralee, so they clearly met yeah. and fell in love in Tralee, I suppose. They did. They did. Yeah. Forty years ago this year, my parents met at the Rose of Tralee. Um. So yeah, it's a very special, very special occasion, and it's a like it's a huge honour and it's 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 been absolutely fantastic and the support has been just amazing this amazing. is your time to shine girl it's your time yeah. to shine and I know yeah. that you'll do us proud um, thank you so big, much big deep breath get on the stage and just let it rip will, it, will yeah. you have the two presenters now or do they alternate Dahi and Catherine how will that work oh that's a surprise I'm sure <laughs> but um yeah see typical <laughs> That is a surprise, I think, but you will see tonight. Yeah, yeah. Give nothing away, huh? Yeah. Both are absolutely amazing, though. And, like, Catherine and Dahlia both got to know us so well. It's unbelievable. You'd, like, we're all in the same hotel all the time, and, like, we'd be having breakfast and everything, and they're just honestly so down to earth and they really just want to bring out the best in all I of have us, to so tell you you're absolutely fabulous. right there and I know that people some yeah. people dismiss the Rose of Tralee but having been there once years and years ago I might have been one of those that kind of looked on and said oh for God's sake but I actually went to it one year I remember it never forget it the buzz the excitement the huge amount of money and people that it brings into Tralee it's just fantastic it really is exactly, you yeah, can't exactly. take from it and it's brought so much happiness, you know, to my own life, to, to my parents' life, to my family, friends, and um, and the residents in Norwood Grange where I work. Like it has brought nothing but happiness. So you're in elderly I care, I think. Like that. you? That's what you did. You went through college and everything, and, and built up I a did, great. Yeah, yeah. I did social science in UCC, and I work as a care coordinator. Good for just you. outside Bishopstown um, in Waterfall. All right. Yeah. Listen, they'll all be watching you then tonight, and uh, so <laughs> will the rest will, of us. They'll so. all be here. Yeah. The very best of cork luck to you, Kate. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Enjoy every minute of it. Look after yourself. Take care. The Cock Rose, Kate Shocknessy, first on stage tonight. Not a bother to her. We'll pick up the conversation in the morning. Our lines are open now. We have uh, three family passes to give away from Monkey Maze, the largest indoor activity centre and party venue for kids in Cork. There are four different levels of adventure play. The maze with the tunnels, the slides, the ball cannons and lots more. And baby food for the smallies. Meanwhile, 
How often have I spoken about the West Cork Model Railway Village down in Clonakilty? It is just wonderful. For all age groups, a fully scaled, handmade model of an historic West Cork railway line and all of the little towns that it would service with the little miniature trains, Clonakilty features in abandoned Kinsale and Dunmanway, all handcrafted models and figurines and buildings. Uh, it's just gorgeous. You will have a wonderful time. That's just the tip of the iceberg down at the West Cork Model Railway Village. You'll love it. So we have five passes to give away for the Railway Village. We have three family passes for Monkey Maze. So callers nine and every caller thereafter until everything is gone to 0818104106. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.